This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Law 1. A robot may not harm a human or, by inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. Law 2. A robot must obey orders given it by human beings, except where orders would conflict with the first law. Law 3. A robot must protect its own existence as long as protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Law 4. A robot must go head-to-head with another robot during this episode of Bacon Cell. I was confused for a second. I'm like, Law 4? Oh, I see what's going on. That sounded like a Law and Order sort of thing, but of the future. (laughs) (laughs) The distant future. The The year year 2000. 2000. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our decade dance that we did. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Aw, your own song. (laughs) You know there's going to be more of those, right? Is there? Yeah. Uh, We we counted uh, down. Now you're disappointed? (laughs) We we counted down because... because it was the end of the end of the decade, we counted I'm, down the ten. I'm medium best, excited. Okay, yeah, uh, I'll ten take best that. comedies of the past ten years, and we had uh, feedback from people who were actually surprised that there were that there were comedies. Sure. In fact, Spencer, the listener Ooh. with a capital L, said, "You guys He's have Spencer. convinced me that this has been a terrible decade for comedy. Wait, what? <laughs> comedy films? <laughs> but thanks for looking for those silver linings, which I went silver linings playbook." playbook. And then uh, Jeff, who's R- at R.I.P. Burt Convy on Twitter, said, My favorite you mentioned is Scott Pilgrim. It makes me laugh so hard, and you just might have me convinced to check out Game Night. Okay. So, yeah, you should. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. But we really did appreciate uh, all the feedback that we got on that show, and we appreciate you coming out to Bacon Cell Night at Quickwits. We had a great time meeting all of you, having a good time at Culver's. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys think of the show? I, I was a little embarrassed, honestly. When you took off your shirt? Well, no. <laughs> when someone took it off for me? What uh, is happening? Yeah. It was weird that you It wasn't voluntary. We weren't going to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little inappropriate, but you know what? Yeah. It, uh, is, it happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, some weeks at baking sale, I sometimes didn't know, on Quickwits. I didn't know Jacob was going to sing. Like, honestly, that was weird to me. <laughs> when is he not singing? Yeah. But thank you for coming out. That was such a fun night. Obviously, it's the second time we did it, and we're going to do it a third time. If we're allowed back. I don't know. After that last time. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yes, thank you. We, we sincerely appreciate it. And we also sincerely appreciate our patrons, including new patrons this week, the Perez sisters, Jill and Nick. They've become tier two patrons. Tier one in my heart. Yeah. They're the best. Likewise. Thank you, the High Perez five. sisters. Don't know you, but you're awesome. They're they're the best. I do yeah. know them, but they're the absolute best. Uh, Jill, I actually call Reesey, Reesey PC. Uh, it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. That's okay. cute. Well, yeah, that's right. She's married, but it's yeah. fine. I have a pet name for her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's totally normal. <laughs> normal adults do that, Kent. Yes. No, they don't, Kent. Oh, dang it. <laughs> and then speaking of patrons, we have some exciting news, Jacob, don't we? We would like to announce all listeners. We're very excited to tell you that we have just basically signed on, not not literally, but figuratively. Jacob's maybe really it, good at building excitement. In Kent's heart. <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> we have metaphorically. No, we're announcing a new collaboration with Thanksgiving Point here in Lehigh, Utah. If you're not familiar with Thanksgiving Point or you're listening from out of state, this is an amazing... It's technically a museum. And uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, excitement! <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's really like a misnomer because this place is incredible. It They've is. Got, you see like, museum, they have like a beautiful garden. They have a movie oh theater. Gosh, they have yeah. Dinosaur Museum. They, they do. This events, place is stunning. Yeah. Weddings. Mu- Museum of Curiosity. If you have not been, it's seriously really, really cool. Uh, Butterfly Biosphere. That's the newest one. Uh, you can go in and it's like this jungle and it is just full of exotic. Wasn't that your colorful, dancing name? 
Uh, butterflies. Talk about Butterfly later. Butterfly biosphere. Uh, <laughs> it was a lifetime ago, Joel. Okay. But what are we doing for them, for so, our, our listeners yeah, and patrons? So, so Thanksgiving Point, they've been really, really generous with us. And what they're doing is they're giving us a pile of tickets to Luminaria, which is a special event held only during the holiday season. And Perfect. if you haven't been, I've been, I went last year, I think it was. And it is amazing. Just the lights. They, they have like, when you think Christmas lights, you think, oh yeah, cool Christmas lights. But yeah. these are like really impressive displays and like there are huge just i can't vast expanses of lights i'm so glad you've been because i haven't been to this one and i really appreciate what these guys do it's amazing like i I definitely will be going back we'll be going this year yeah we will be going this year because listener we're going to be doing a giveaway for the first 12 days of december so december 1st through december 12th we're going to be giving away a set of tickets every single day and then guess what on the 13th we're all going to go together. Sounds Aww. lucky. It does. Yeah. Very yeah. lucky. Not unlucky, but lucky. Yes. Yes. So uh, 12 days, 24 tickets will be given away. And I've actually asked for a handful more so that we can maybe surprise a couple other people. Awesome. So stay tuned. Uh, check us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also here on the show, we'll be announcing more on how to mm-hmm. get those tickets. And we will. More and details yeah. to come. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today we are talking about... Robots. The distant future. Why are we talking about robots? Guys, I don't understand. We have it's not November. talked about robots since episode 194 back in September of 2018 when Ryan Farron joined us. What? Ryan Farron. That name sounds it familiar. Sound familiar. Because he's sitting to your right. Why are you whispering? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was episode 174. Yeah, it is 174. You said 194. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Check the tape. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I will. Back to the Ryan, welcome welcome back. back. Yay! Welcome back, Ryan. Ryan is a member of the Bacon Council. Yes. And he joined us last time. He and as a member of Bacon Council, they get to come back on the show periodically and and join us for uh, either a topic we choose or a topic they choose or for a regular episode or a pagan bit. It's it's all kind of up in the air at this point. Did we choose this one? Uh, Also, sometimes you get to bring your lovely wife. Yes. So Marley is over here. Hey, Marley, thank Yay. you for the wassail, by the we, way. You are so welcome. Yeah, it's Joel, you brought her back. On, she it brought me hot chocolate. So good. Oh, okay. So we did a robot show on episode 174. Yes, that's right. And we talked about, like, I think it's a category type show on this it one. Was. We're going to do a straight up bracket. But this is a one episode, one episode only bracket where we're going to determine a winner. Not from 64. And why not? We had a bracket of 64. What'd you do, Ryan? What'd you do? Why? Well, I think you guys. It's our fault. <laughs> Basically, after the last feedback from the last one, I'm thinking you you didn't want me to be on here for two more episodes. <laughs> it sets a precedent. If we give you two shows, we have to give other people two shows and give them hot chocolate. It's a whole thing. That's hard. <laughs> Everyone knows that's not easy. So we're doing 32 then, so right? 32. Yeah. So 32 ta- combatants. You've taken the, the bracket of, of 64 and whittled it down in your own mind just to these 32 robots. Yeah, there's no really rhyme or reason for... Like I didn't have like the 64 bracket set up and then do my own battles in my in my head. I just said, well, these are the ones that I think are more recognizable or more important to talk about. So that's why they made the cut. So well, the ones that were have already been eliminated include Chip from Not Quite Human, Vicky from Small Wonder, David from Prometheus, Lisa from Weird Science, Optimus Prime and Megatron from Transformers. Wow. Rosie from the Jetsons, Tarzan Interstellar, hey. and Kevin the Robot from Save by the Bell. <laughs> Kevin, save it for 2020. <laughs> like I feel save, like we could do that show and then next year. Transformers. You yeah, know, it's like, <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's some matchups here that are well, going to be pretty I think much. I, uh, I left out the Transformers because uh, Optimus Prime featured heavily in your Heroes bracket. He did. And Megatron. Uh, did you guys have like a, an overall villains bracket or just did we did. Villains? Was Megatron on we there? We did. 
Right? He, I don't, he I didn't make it past he, first it's round. It's been a long time. That was yeah. like episode 194 or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get started. It probably was season one, wasn't it? And so here's here's how we're going to play it. Like, obviously, Joel and I like to fight a lot on this one. We'll kind of all jump in, uh, except for you, Jake. And then... Uh, <laughs> I'm more than jumping in. But we I'm do driving need, this train. We do need the majority on this one. So it probably two votes yeah, so to I make the winner. I can't vote. Ryan, but, yeah. you get my vote, okay? <laughs> in this bracket of 32, Ryan has created four regions, as they call it in the sports world. One did you is, do a sport? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and this, is, this bracket is going to be available at BaconCell.com for you to print out and play with your friends. All right. So the first bracket is Machines of War. The second bracket are the helpful robots, so service robots. Uh, the next bracket is uh, almost human, so the humanoid, the, okay. the, the androids, as they are called in some worlds. And then the last one is kind of a miscellaneous or slash classic robot. So kind of wanted to go back to some of the beginnings of robots and film, so I, yeah. I threw a bracket together for those. Well, it's always fun to have like a miscellaneous category, too. We do that on Bacon Cell a lot, too. It's yeah. like, and the other ones. <laughs> but, Ryan, I have to say something. There's a co-worker of mine who I won't name, but his name rhymes with Blave. And, uh, <laughs> to Blave. Blave. Uh, he was saying that they can't be robots if they have a human brain. And I, I, I remember we had a whole discussion about what makes a robot yeah, a robot. Yeah, so in our last show, when we talked about the categories, we classified a human brain as a cyborg. So if it was a human brain controlling the mechanical body, we called it a cyborg. But if it's a human piloting uh, a vehicle, then I would not call that. Yeah. Joel, I feel like Ryan's thought this through more than us. No, no, I'm not yeah. getting after him. I'm actually we're just trying to prove the I'm coworker. Getting, wrong. We're trying to prove Blave wrong right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Blade, Blade, you're wrong. Yeah, Saith Ryan. <laughs> All right, so and Marley uh, probably, probably, probably. <laughs> she doesn't care. She's like, yeah, robots. Huh? All right, so Jake, who do we have going up together first? Okay, first match is T1000 from Terminator Two versus Rev Nine from Terminator Dark Fate. So the Rev-9, not a lot of people have probably seen this version. The powers are high intelligence, strength, speed, reflexes, infiltration, shape-shifting, becoming two beings. That is what separates the Rev-9 from the other Terminator models. What do you mean Which two Terminator beings? was this from? This is from the new Dark one fate. that bombed oh. that no one saw. There is a carbon being, and it looks like the black goo from the Venom yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen and that And then the there is a old-school kind of slow-moving Terminator, but he is stronger when becoming one. But if he wants to corner people, for example, mm. he'll become two beings. So like Mon Hannah Montana, he's the best of both worlds. <laughs> the worst of both worlds. You just compared him to Hannah Montana. <laughs> Very intimidating. Okay. Have yeah. you seen this one yet, Ryan? I have not. I, okay. I was planning on seeing it, and then nobody else wanted to see it. So I was like, well, why should I? Well, nobody saw it. <laughs> and then we have him going up against the T-1000. Played by Robert Patrick in the Terminator 2 movie. He's the liquid metal Terminator, if you yes. remember. That blew everyone's minds back in Terminator 2 days. Even kind of now. It still looks good. Yeah. Ish. What, 1992? 91, yeah. One? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, that's that's. It looks better than some of the graphics you get today. So, gentlemen, you know how this works. We're putting these two in a Hunger Games style arena that can mm -hmm. become whatever we want it to become. Yeah, they're going to battle it out. Winner takes all. So for now, round. we'll have Joel and Kent. You guys give your votes, and then we'll I'll have Ryan tiebreak. And if that if you guys start agreeing, we're going to. Well, Ryan I'd, go I'd actually first. like to have Ryan start us off on this one. Ooh, because oh, he's yeah? the robot expert. I want I want to defer to him at least at the beginning. Well, I haven't really thought about this one too much. I, like I, like you Ken made said, this bracket. Well, I actually threw <laughs> Rev Nine in kind of as an afterthought because I, I. So did they? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
It's actually a lot like the the TX a little bit. Yeah. But uh, three. But the thing that like you said separates it apart is that it can become two robots instead of just one. So yes. that's kind of why I wanted to throw it in here. Here's one thing I, I found out, because I haven't seen Terminator Dark Fate either, but I found something out that apparently the Rev 9, because of the rewritten timeline, has no concept of Skynet. It doesn't know what Skynet is, so it doesn't recognize a T-1000 it as doesn't. a Terminator. But the Skynet robots know exactly what Legion is, which is the new, the new version of robots. Do they? Yeah, so anytime there's a new Terminator sent back, the T-800 version, the new Arnold Schwarzenegger version, knows exactly when it's going to land. Interesting. And actually works against the Rev Nine in this case. Mm. What the crap are you talking about? So, so basically, <laughs> it's more complicated than you know. Oh my gosh, that's way too much work for a Terminator franchise. Oh, totally. I'm not thinking about that's this. That's why it failed. So both uh, of them uh, have superhuman strength. Obviously, uh, both of them are well, able they're not to. Human. Well, both of them are able to uh, morph into different things using part of their uh, their outer shell or yes. their full self. They use nanotechnology, apparently, to use the turn into liquid metal and be able to form into something else. They can mimic other beings mm-hmm. after they touch them. Yeah. They can camouflage themselves. Although I feel like the Revdine can't come camouflage himself completely because he's going to have the endo- ex- endoskeleton somewhere out there. Yeah. So there mm-hmm. is a fault here because it is uh, weaker, separate. So the inner creature, the inner robot, can be destroyed by an EMP. Spoiler alert. And, you know, there is the... The carbon being, which may be a little bit more strong than liquid metal, but I do think because it's weaker without its, because it keeps trying to rejoin itself. And I do think the T-1000, because really the only weakness for this liquid metal is like extreme cold or like lava, essentially. Okay. And carbon can actually be dis, like separated by really cold water. And okay. so I think the T-1000. Well, like... I. And Terminator Genesis, is that how you say it? Sure. That's how we say it. (laughs) (laughs) They want to call it Genesis. No, they don't spell it weird. Don't spell it weird. Genice ice or something. Genice ice. Uh, don't they like use acid or something like that to mm-hmm. defeat the the T one thousand and that? Yeah, yeah. The alternate the timeline. Chemical, I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I have it here. Mm-hmm. It's susceptible to chemical damage, as shown when T one thousand is destroyed by acidic chemicals. So uh, this is this is how I see it going down. So because the T one thousand knows exactly where the Rev nine is going to launch, right? Yes. He will lay in wait for the uh, Rev nine. He will uh, convince it that it needs to split into two. And then while it's splitting into two, he's going to take out the endoskeleton and then he'll just freeze the the symbiote or whatever it is. Yeah, the <laughs> symbiote. Yeah, let's call it that. I mean, truthfully, you could throw it into a turbine, which happens in the movie, and destroy the exoskeleton or the exo. Are you spoiling? Oh, totally. No one's going <laughs> to see this movie at this point. It does say turbine here, too. I was so. going to yes. take my mom to this one. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. <laughs> she loves robot on but robot so violence. I think mom. We're all agreed. Joel, can you agree? It's a T1000 well, on this see, one. Well, see, uh, I'm glad you guys had a good argument about about it because I was having a hard time figuring out how the T-1000 is going to beat the Rev-9 because the Rev-9 is basically the T-800 and the T-1000 combined. combined. Yeah. So uh, I was going to vote for T-1000 just because I like the movie better. So I like your arguments. Let's go with that. That's probably what they're actually doing. T-1000. Honestly, Joel. Okay, next up is T-800 versus Johnny 5. Oh, we're waiting for Joel's. Johnny 5 from Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2. Johnny 5 is alive. Maybe yeah. not. We'll see. Against the T-800 from Terminator. The Terminator. And, and all six Terminator movies. The original Terminator. So back when we did the first episode, I got some flack for what 
I will say I, we got flack for not bringing up Johnny five. (laughs) So I threw Johnny five in here. And uh, if you remember against the Terminator, (laughs) (laughs) that'll teach you. Oh, you want to hold on. Hold on. Okay. Johnny five has a laser on his left shoulder. He's used it to destroy tech movie. and cut down trees. He gets rid of it in the second movie. Yeah, what's too up but, but then he gets a toolbox on his shoulder. <laughs> what which movie can, is this? I've never short seen Short Circuit. You've never seen Short no, Circuit? No. It's, a, oh, it's oh, about a robot. It's, like a, it's a war robot. We should probably should uh, you know talk about these. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, John, Danny Five comes from Short Circuit, which is a movie about a robot made by the military that gets struck by lightning and then becomes sentient. So okay. then he comes like learning about humans and wants input. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. Input. He gets gadgets like a parachute, remote control, plasma torch, grappling hook. I mean, Johnny Five can you guys, do a whole you lot. You guys, his memory capacity has been increased to 512 megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> really? Hey, boom. That's a lot of pop culture references. In fact, I wow. think that's how the battle is going to go is you have T-800 with a terrible pop culture references against this one. In okay. fact... I do think that T-800 is going to say a one-liner like Hasta La Vista, baby. And then uh, Johnny Five is going to repeat that ad nauseum. Hey, laser lips. Your mama was a snowblower. And so I do think this will be an easy match. But it will be based on pop culture and one-liners. So this is how how it goes for me. All right. 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 Yeah, we like the narrative. So... Uh, if you remember in Short Circuit, I do. Uh, he was able to f- to get the information of how to take apart that Camaro. Yes, and he takes it apart piece by piece. Right. right. So Johnny Five is a genius mechanic, right? And he's and he's an ace with that laser because he takes on how how many were there of the uh, of these uh, of the other ones? Yeah, there was like, like ten or was there? I think it was like five or six. So is he the, the last one, or is there? He's the fifth no, I think, one. I think they made them. Like I, they, I think they continue to make them. I think in number two, I can't remember. It's been a long time. The only thing yeah. I remember from number well, two. Well, anyway, is, at, the that that movie, at the end yeah. of that movie, after he takes apart the Camaro, he fights the other, the remaining robots, and, and he, he zaps wins, the guy's right? belt off with his laser. Yeah, that's true. He Family does that. friendly. Yeah, but he but he takes on the his his brothers, his siblings, and he wins against the the remaining five or whatever they are. Right, so right. so Johnny the five, Johnny Five is a great. You tat- saying he's going to disassemble? So, yeah. Is this, is this the Terminator? Boat? This is what he does. He shoots the the little the chip in the brain, right, and the Terminator that controls everything. Mm-hmm. He shoots that with his with his accurate laser, and then he disassembles the T eight hundred. So you say, Ryan, uh, you're saying the Terminator, Kent, and uh-huh. Ryan, you're saying Johnny Five. Yes, um, I'm going to disagree with you, Ryan, and here's why. Because if you remember, when Johnny Five gets his input, it's all from printed books. Do you honestly think there's a printed manual about the T-800? Yeah, Skynet or what? Or what's it's the... all online and he doesn't have access to it. The guy works with paper. You find the craziest reasons. He's old. <laughs> I love it. He's old He school. lost because of books. Well, not books. only that, but apparently... Books killed Johnny Five. If you remember, uh, Johnny Five, uh, with his 512, 512 megabytes of memory... <laughs> That's, that's uh, like two pages of a book. He he is also childlike. He's very innocent, and he actually refuses to harm others as best he can. And so he's also very eager to put trust in people he shouldn't. So I see him approaching the Terminator, and the Terminator talking to him, and him being like, "Ah, oh, you are going to be friends." The Terminator's like, <laughs> rips off his head and says some cool line that Arnold Schwarzenegger say after ripping off Johnny Five's head. <laughs> Johnny yeah. Five is not alive. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> It'll do for now. Green light it. T-800. <laughs> All right. Next match is the Omnidroid. From The Incredibles. Versus uh, Droidica. From I don't know this. Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Star Wars The Phantom Menace. So this Phantom one you, you have. Introduce. Which you droid have, is this? Uh, two, He's the one that rolled in the balls and they yeah. pop up with the force field and go. Okay. Two ball robots going against each other. 
Yeah. One just happens to be 50 feet tall, and the other one's like, what, five feet tall? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the Omnidroid, I, I was going to ask you this, Ryan. The Omnidroid in The Incredibles comes in versions, meaning that uh, uh, Syndrome makes one after the other, and yes. each one gets better. Which one are we dealing with here? We're dealing with version 10. Is that the, the one, one at the end of the movie? That's the yeah. big 50-foot one at the end of the movie that takes on like five superheroes at a time. So the powers- Six if you count on uh, Syndrome. The powers for this are brute strength, high intelligence, wep- weaponry arsenal, near invulnerability, enhanced vision, and destructive powers. For Omnidroid. For yeah, Omnidroid. Whereas Droidica is dual guns, generation of force fields, which are quite useful, especially in uh, the Star Wars movie. I find them useful. Rolling and radiation sensors. Rolling is a power? Mm-hmm. Okay. If I may go first on this one. Yeah. He's like a shopping cart. So in... <laughs> but with one <laughs> burnout wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe... Uh, impressive. I, think it's, I think it's Anakin who says it in the Clone Wars. Is it Clone Wars? Yes, I believe it is. When do they have them here? Anyway, he says, what the shields don't stop are, like they deflect bullets and any sort of projectiles like that. What the shields don't stop are slow or stationary objects. And what does uh, Omnidroid have? Two big claws that it could just reach down and smash the sucker with. It is an immovable object. It will smash this tiny little thing that's walking in front of it without even thinking about it. So the other thing is, is that I was thinking about... Um, is the scene where, uh, what's the girl's name? The ones that turns invisible. Violet. 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 Yeah. So Violet puts up her force field, right? She's protecting the whole family. And the Omnidroid just keeps sitting oh. on her and sitting on her and sitting on her until the force field pops. I think she, I think the Omnidroid does the same thing to the Droidica. It sits on it until they overwhelms the circuits and the force field fills and then it just It's interesting it. you say that because the only weakness for a Droidica is the top of the reflector shield. So if you sit on it right at the very top, it's out. Omnidroid for the win. Omnidroid for the Good win. Good to know. Omnidroid for the win. Good Sorry. to know for the future. Yeah, you never know when that <laughs> might come in. Yeah. Is, it, is it Droidica or Droideca? Droidica is how they say it in okay. the film. So. Thank you. I did like them battle droids is what I thought they were. Yeah, battle droids. I remember well, that. They, they're called destroyers, destroyer droids or droidica. Yeah, like so. at the very beginning, they come rolling in the hallway. Yeah. Do, do, so do, the do, battle do. droids, I had them on here, but I dropped them to get to put in the Rev 9. They were super hard in the PlayStation game to fight, by the way. Next match is going to be Sentinel. <laughs> from X-Men, the animated or series. the Sentinels. I don't know how you say that. Versus the Iron Giant. From the Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good matchup. So this is tough because Sentinels, much like the Omnidroid, has like 10 different versions. In fact, there is like a grand creator of sen- Sentinels. And so we could go anywhere from like... This the, is just a regular Sentinel. There's though, a 20-foot right? model and there's like a 150-foot model. Ryan, master of so, all things robots. The 150-foot model just sits around and spits out more Sentinels, right? Is that... No. Oh, okay. Then I'm... It, no, that was the one they had the what what they call it like mega master mold. Master mold. Master that's right. Mold. So at times he can actually stand up and become like this the, great creator. The cartoon. Or the cartoon. Yeah. But if even if you go to Days, the, of, Future Days of Future Past, Past is what I'm the futuristic of. droids actually uh-huh. they have Mystique's DNA. So any attack they get, they then assimilate and shoot it back essentially. So they adapt to any sort of environment and have created a genocide. Meanwhile, you have Iron Giant. Who is huge? I think we said fifty feet tall. Fifty feet tall. Uh, can rip apart metal structures with his hands. He's cute. Like is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, he is cute. He is. Made from an unknown alloy that is invulnerable to harm. So this guy's handy, and he's also a war machine. If he gets ticked off the wrong way, his eyes turn red, and he starts blowing things up with a laser beam from his chest. Right, basically Vin Diesel. So I think there's weaknesses basically. for both, like the Sentinel. Uh, if you're talking basic Sentinel, they get torn apart pretty easily by the X Men. But Days and Future Past, that's a little bit different. Iron Giant. He actually amnesia, and he also has a peaceful and a combat combat mode. I don't mode. think amnesia is going to come into this battle very much, right? But it may because that's part of a weakness. Enough. He has a dent in his head, 
And that's who Iron Giant is. That's who we know him as. And so he has two separate identities. That and was also like Cousin Eddie from... A, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. This metal's not invulnerable. But there needs out. to be a weakness, see? And so if you're a good fighter, you're going to take advantage of that weakness. Ryan, I need to go to you first on this one. How okay. do you think this is going to play out? All right. So I, what I think is going to happen, um, the Sentinel is going to... I mis- like that you got a story for these, Ryan. I like yeah. yeah, the yeah. Sentinel is going to uh-huh. mistake the little boy. I forget his name. Hogarth. Hogarth, yeah. He's going to mistake Hogarth for a mutant. And he's going to go after Hogarth, thus provoking the ire of the Iron Giant. I guess when I thought about this, I thought about the Sentinels from the cartoon X-Men. Yeah. So the 20-foot version. Yes. And so he's just going to blow him up and start eating him because he's hungry. Okay. So, <laughs> so Iron Giant's going to eat a Sentinel? <laughs> yes. He just eats other robots? That's what he does. That's he how eats he gets metal. I remember that yeah. from oh, the other he show. He's a yeah. robot cannibal. He is. Yes. Yeah. Poor Hogarth, though. <laughs> Did he die? Because I feel like that's the only way the Iron Giant really is no, really going to snap out of it. No, if he puts on a threat, he'd do it. Let's, let's, well, he he let's keep Hogarth alive. Joel, he died. He well, did. Hashtag save Hogarth, too. In the Iron Hashtag Giant, Hogarth. In the Iron Giant, he perceives that Hogarth is in, tr- in trouble by the army, right? Because yeah. the army keeps attacking him, and they he thinks that they've kidnapped Hogarth, and that's when he turns back into the gun, and he starts going after everybody. See, I feel like this is a fair fight if you go Days of Future Past Sentinel, but I agree. I think the cartoon is the one we all know, and so I think the Sentinels will use their pulling cables, because that's what they have. Yep. One of these will pull. You, you could even say three at this point. They'll pull the Iron Giant, and it'll come close, and then all of a sudden his chest cannon will just go and blast a hole right through the Sentinel, and there it's out. Yeah, this is this is kind of an easy battle because I think one of our all of our memories of the Sentinels in the cartoons is them getting slashed to pieces by Wolverine's claws well, and like the head flying off and things like see, that. See, I only think of Days of Future Past. Like I do not remember the cartoons. Well, those at all. did create that genocide. Like there's yeah, those an guys were serious. Like they were as an ominous threat. But also, so you say Sentinel in that one? Well, I just thought it was an even battle. But yeah, you guys Sentinels are, are programmed. Yeah, these are that would be an even battle. Were, but if we're going based on cartoon, yeah. well, that's the thing. Is Sentinels are are they're programmed to detect mutants, and Iron Giant is not a mutant. But they wipe out humans that are sympathetic to mutants as well. But what I mean is, they don't. It's not going to see an Iron Giant. The Iron Giant is a threat until it's too late. Master Mold has. Its own mind. Each other. Has its own conscience. Goodbye, Sentinels. Dead. We left the first <laughs> section, which was called the some battle, the machines of war. Machines of war. Thank yeah. you, Ryan. And now we're going to go to the helpful robots <laughs> of death. <laughs> helpful death robots. Yeah. C three PO versus <laughs> C three PO from Star Wars. Baymax from Big Hero Six. Oh, Baymax is back in a battle. <laughs> hey, Baymax. We've seen him into, before. I hope he doesn't run into he a bee. He did so well last time. <laughs> yeah. who, who beat him last time? Winnie the freaking Pooh. <laughs> did he, did he change his name for the reboot? <laughs> <laughs> that, so, so that matchup made me really angry. I just Why? To let you know. Why would it make you angry? Yes, that was it made totally me logical. angry too, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> back on the, 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 the last show. Yeah, back on our heroes bracket. Back when Disney heroes bracket popped Baymax. And I'm thinking if Baymax is gonna go to a battle he's going to go with his armor and his ninja skills no they have to both be cuddly little fluffs of tubby he does even with his armor he's still a balloon that's yeah. all he is. So a balloon. He's C-3PO. a balloon. Guys, let's <laughs> stop talking about the last show. About the Disney Hero Show. Let's talk about this show. So C-3PO, his strength is communication. He's fluent in over 6 million forms of communication. So basically, he can say, please don't kill me in any language. I think you're missing a few because he can handle harsh temperatures. I'm going to go first on this one. He is going to take Baymax and he's going to be like, oh, bother. Uh, that's now what he's winning the freaking poo. <laughs> he's going to say, oh, I'm so disturbed. Please, please help me. And Baymax will be like, I can help you, poor robot. How, what can I do for you? He's like, come with me. Let's go to planet Hoth. Because C-3PO can survive on Hoth. You know what can't? A balloon. 
And so How? Baymax is going to freeze. Baymax exudes warmth. No, his shell is going to freeze. Nah. C-3PO is going to get a narwhal or something cool. <laughs> and, no, and, don't bring and a narwhal. A space narwhal. Kent, don't even try. And pop Baymax. This is not a competition. If Winnie the freaking Pooh can beat <laughs> Baymax. C-3PO doesn't have bees. <laughs> Anyone. In the three movies, that original trilogy movies, well, we can even go six or seven. Or nine. How many? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, how many times has C-3PO fallen over? The guy has no balance. But he's got a cool new red arm in The Force Awakens. Oh, you're right. See? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I think that was, that was Baymax's armor after he destroyed oh. Baymax. <laughs> yep, yep, follow me here. Aren't you curious about how I got my red arm? <laughs> yeah, he popped, <laughs> he killed he popped Baymax. Baymax and no, he melted it not. down. So R2-D2 helped him, and now it's his red arm. All right. So can't you, I thought you brought up something that I liked. So... C-3PO lures Baymax to Hoth. Yes. But not a narwhal, a wampa. Wampa, that's what I meant. Right? Space narwhal. Baymax can take out a wampa. <laughs> so C-3PO, C-3PO speaks wampa. Yes. Right? Six Baymax, million languages. Baymax does not speak why, wampa. Why no. does everyone hate on Baymax? I thought you were mad last time. I thought you'd want to get revenge this is, let Baymax hey, win. This Baymax has strength, rocket propelled flight, medical knowledge, rocket fist, energy blades, sonic blaster. Rocket fist did nothing against Winnie the Pooh, by the but way. But it could do everything against C-3PO. It gets blown to pieces Ryan, all going? the time. And he's like, where, oh, Ryan, where I, are you going with this? I've fallen to pieces in this battle. This is, well, there's no way it's not The Baymax. reason why I put Baymax in the helpful robots is because he is, first and foremost, a medical, a, a medical droid. droid. Especially for a droid who has anxiety. Yes. No, yeah. here's, here's what's going to happen. He's gonna, Baymax is going to walk up and be like, oh, hello. Then wants to give him a hug. And as soon as he gives him a hug, he's going to use his uh, defibrillator hands and fry C-3PO circuits. Why would circuits. you fry someone with anxiety? There are By 101 way, cannon, ways for Baymax to make kill this cannon. The red arm is Baymax's old armor. <laughs> it's his old exoskeleton. Make so, it cannon. So he, he lures him to the Wampa's cave. He speaks yeah. to Wampa. The Wampa attacks Baymax. Still dies. Pulls apart the armor. C-3PO, please, please. And finger boob. I got a finger boob waiting it for is, you. It is against BMX's programming to cause harm to anybody. He won't even like hurt the until he gets the cartridge in where he's the war machine. Right. But yeah, but see, be strong. <laughs> <laughs> but he, so, he it doesn't make any he sense. He appeals kid. to hero's better side, <laughs> Ryan, so and he make it doesn't fun. do that again. Right. He, hero, hero, he won't get the chance to do it again. Ryan, be no. strong. C-3PO? It's Baymax. It was no, a very convincing it's Baymax. argument. Baymax. Baymax. C-3PO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, big and still approved. My vote doesn't count. All right. We just finger booped. Wow, my you very first be, finger boop. You didn't wow. say boop. Won't be your last. C-3PO is the weakest <laughs> on this entire thing. <laughs> like, Cruz, the dog, could probably jump over and knock out C-3PO. A C3 bunch PO. of Jawas took him apart. <laughs> you just, like, stumble into him and he guys, dies. <laughs> this is my new favorite moment. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> guys, the red arm is now canon. It's Baymax armor. Yes, I love this new Star Wars movie so much. You know, it's canon. The record Our here? lack of credibility. <laughs> It's been away for, since season three. I think the actual canon is somewhere in a comic book. So yeah, I literally just started typing in Baymax as the winner just I, now because I grayed out. Yeah, yeah. I grayed out C three PO and then I had to ungrade out. Uh, That's Dewey defeats Truman right there. You should have prevented that. What's our next one? I don't know. I haven't moved on yet. You shouldn't want to change your vote. Nope. It's <sighs> a mistake. It's uh, a big mistake. That's what I was saying about Winnie the Pooh last time. No, Joel. that was perfect. Oh, no, that made sense because there's no bees. C freaking PPO. But if he's got his armor on, the bee can't pierce it. Yeah. You can get his face. But All doesn't right. he have a visor? <laughs> Pretty sure. I don't know. Visor. He's dead because you killed him, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an invincible robot. Keep it moving. We keep going back to old All right. Shows, right. Next up is uh, Sunny. From Sunny with a Chance. <laughs> or or no. iRobot. 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 Yeah. That's right. Versus 
Wally. From Wally. So Sonny's powers are speed, strength, hiding, and stealth. And while he has laser cutting, he can compress waste, withstand toxic storms, and he has replaceable parts. Hmm. I really uh, don't know about this one. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's totally Sunny. Really? Like Sunny is one of those adaptable robots who's a, he's, he's advanced. Wally's pretty tough though. Wally isn't that tough because he seems really tough. A, I think a, a cloudy day can take him out. A cloudy basically. day can take him out because uh, he's solar power. He's solar power. So all Sunny okay. has to do is take him to the warehouse where all the other robots are, all his other friends that look exactly like Sunny. Do we have to assume that he's fighting at his worst? And they beat up Wally. Even then, him and all Sun- his buddies beat up Wally. They Sunny's, gang up and How come he gets buddies? No, he doesn't. Things about the warehouse. Sunny's really smart. If I, you can bring a narwhal, I can bring the other androids It's called a Wampa Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Sunny's really smart and he'll leave uh, trash behind, but there'll be bombs. And so he'll leave those behind for Wally. Wally will try to make him cubes and they'll blow up in his chest. Because hmm. Wally is sentient, but he really is simple-minded. Whereas Sonny, he wants to be human. He wants to advance, and I think he's going to want to kill. Ryan, what do you think? Sonny and Wally. We both say Sonny. So we both say Sonny. Well, yeah. I was going to go Sonny anyway. So <laughs> I just kind of wanted to point out that Wally is just kind of a knockoff of Johnny Five. So Johnny Five oh. with the trash compactor. Next match: BB-8 from Star Wars: The Force Awakens versus R2D2 from the good Star Wars in a fight to the death. <laughs> BB-8 so, has a oh sorry. No, I was going to say this is the Astromech droid team or a pair up, right? So these yeah. both of these are Astromech droids, so that's why they're together. So BB-8 has a welding torch, grasping arms, liquid cable launcher, grappling spike launcher. Weakness is it's a ball. Uh, the powers of R2-D2, buzzsaw, data probe, hollow projector, laser pointer, fusion welder, electronic pike. I mean, I could keep going. Rocket boosters, retractable third leg. The weakness is slow speed on this one. You know that both of them have a weakness for, though? Stairs. Uh, no, actually. Because yeah, rocket boosters booster. for R2-D2. Yeah, that was the thing is, like, you look at the original R2-D2, though, versus the prequel R2-D2, and the rocket boosters, I feel like, are a little bit of a cheat. But it's part of the character. It's in it canon. Is. It is now. But I'm just saying, I kind of, I always picture R2-D2 as having issues with stairs. Like a Dalek? Kind of a little bit. Yeah, I feel a little like bit. BB-8 so that, would would manage stairs though, right? Upstairs. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's going some upstairs? Way? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they show them going up and downstairs. How? Here's here's how I see this playing out. In fact, it's going to have to do with heights. So BB-8, he'll get he's very fast. So he'll get a lot of like punches in, and he'll just put all these dents in R2D2. But R2D2, he can fly, and so he'll use his pike and hold on to BB-8, bring him up in the air, and then he'll drop him, and then dr- and drop his retractable third leg. Right on the top of BB-8 and crush him. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Retractable death of the third, droid. You know, death by retractable third yeah. leg. Yeah. yeah. He won't retract it. That's Joel's band name. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make up band names, Jacob. These are all real bands. Oh, sorry. <laughs> all right, Ryan, Ryan, what do you think on this one? I'm going to say R2-D2. Uh, he flies up in the air, uh, as Kent pointed out, but he's going to... Uh, Come over and he's going to knock the head off of BB-8 because BB-8 has that little head that kind of floats Yeah, the around. dome on top of the sphere. Yeah, and so he's going to knock the head off, kind of split him in two, and then the, the ball's going to go running around. He can't find out where he is. And then the head is vulnerable, right? And so he's just going to get out his, his torch. He's going to cut open the head. Oh, wow. And and then well, just... very graphic. And yeah. then he'll, so st- he'll stick in these his... Are, these are robots, kids. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll stick in his uh, electric shock thing that he does and uh turn it into liquid metal and he'll just fry the circuitry inside okay joel well here's the thing one of these characters is known for being skittish and afraid easily frightened and the other is known for being loyal courageous and has an assertive personality we're talking about c3po again r2d2 r2d2 definitely sorry bb8 you're cute you ain't a fighter did you do a good thumbs up all right next match crow and servo 
I from guess Mystery Science Theater. Which are coming up as a pair here. Yeah, Croce, Serve, well, and Tom. Well, come on, tag and, team fight. They, yeah. they basically would. Like, if there's one involved, there's going to be one in the corner. And they're dirty fighters. You know it. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, they would be. Versus Marvin. The paranoid android from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I love this one because these, uh, Crow and, and Servo, they are there to be punished. Like, they have to watch bad movies mm-hmm. because they're being punished. And they have sat through a lot. In fact, I would say, like... They have like a torture and they have a torture intolerance or torture tolerance. And so like they can handle being patient in any fight. Whereas Marvin, he's millions of years old. I mean, the anxiety on this on this robot is just too much. I think it's going to be too much for Crow and Servo on this one. And I think they'll be bored to death. You think that they'll listen to him. Maybe they'll even watch a movie together. But here's the here's the thing, Ken. Yes. Well, how does this? I think he's such here's a the thing you don't understand. I think it's I think it's a time thing. I think one of some of them are will so you're, rust. Say, you're saying Marvin. I'm saying Marvin would win. Now here's where, here's where I disagree with you, because if I've seen a lot of Mystery Science Theaters, and I can't tell you the number of times that Crow and Servo have tried to kill Joel and or Mike. Yeah. And or Jonah, and they use bats, they use knives, they use guns, they. Mm-hmm will beat Marvin within an inch of his life. And I think Marvin will welcome the sweet embrace of death because that's all he ever wants in life. He feels like his life is wasted and that everything bores him. And so actually dying is a new adventure for him. I think at well point with open arms, I think Crow and Servo take the win on this one. Like, you think they're going to damage that big bulb, that brain he has that's 50,000 times smarter than the average human? Yes, this, but the problem is... It's, it's the size of a planet, is what they say. He, he says the size of a, his brain is the size of, a, size of a planet, but he's ever, but seldom if ever given the chance to use it. His true horror, of the true horror of Marvin's existence is that no task he could be given would occupy even the tiniest fraction of his vast I think, I think He's a thinker? Yes. Crow and Servo are thugs. I think they, yeah, and I think they'd beat him up, but they realize nothing is happening because they couldn't really hurt him. And he'd be like, please take me out. Please kill no, me. Crow and would be hitting start, him on the top of the head with a bat and Servo would be rewiring And they take themselves him. out because they get so annoyed that right, he wouldn't so die. Servo brain. is the brain. Crow is the brawn. They'll both attack at the same time. <laughs> One has gumballs. One's a lacrosse. But, <laughs> but generally we're saying like thugs versus brains, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brian? Well, I was going to say, that, um, I read that there one time he was given the opportunity, Marvin was given the opportunity to use his brain and he solved like world hunger and all these things for all these people. He could do everything except for solve his own problems, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that uh, Marvin would be able to come up with a way that would trap Crow T and Servo. But then he wouldn't use it? But here's the other thing, though, is Crow T and Servo are kind of quick-witted, right? They're, mm-hmm. and Wise guys. Yeah. I think they're going to see the vulnerability in Marvin and kind of play on his depression a little bit, on his anxiety. This is so sad. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a pretty answer. What if, what if the three of them all watch a movie together? Like, they'd get so annoyed. They'd probably jump out into space because they'd listen Ooh, to who, his narration. Die. That's actually how it went down, though, is that they invite Marvin to watch a movie with him. And he's like, I've seen it. And then they hit him on the head with the baseball Well, they probably jump into space like, we All can't right. handle this. this All right. Is so it. so uh, I, what I'm saying is that, that Crow T and, uh, and Tom, I forget how it is. Crow and Servo. Crow and Servo, right? They're going to convince Marvin to... Uh, self-harm and, <laughs> oh, and to end his own existence. So, <laughs> so we're, we're saying Crow and Servo. So he, he could solve world hunger, Moving but on, they're going to talk him out of it. Moving on. <laughs> it's a dark show. <laughs> All right, that's the end of that section as well. We're moving right along. Are you guys ready for the next one? Yes, yes. we are. Okay. Which Our, is androids. Androids. Almost human. Is that what you said? Yeah, almost, almost human. human. Almost human. Okay. All right. First is number six. 
from, from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Against dreams forever. Uh, versus Roy Batty. From Fern Gully. <laughs> no, from no. Blade Runner. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> from Blade Runner, yes. Yes. So this is the beautiful robot bracket. Uh, f- uh, you're call, wait, you're calling uh, Rutger Howard Hades beautiful? was beautiful in his own way. Oh, yeah. yeah, he always wanted to be like the grandpa, a little creepy grandpa. No, he was ruggedly handsome back then. No, he's always a creepy grandpa. No, I, I, <laughs> even Lady Hawk, creepy grandpa. Oh, tears, tears in the rain. In rain. Yeah. Uh, number six, she's seductive. Uh, she is adaptable. Yes, but I don't really remember her being a fighter. I, I feel like she would fare best against well, actual so humans. She actually has different personalities right there's different versions of six there's yeah. a pilot there's Africa a politician six. there's a spy there's a general there's a warrior yeah and there's the dream version are the you, ai are you version one that's right at the end, i forgot you yeah. can pick any of them because these human emotions and these memories anytime she dies will just get downloaded into a new version of herself and they all kind of the show exact collect- same collective yeah i remember that memory. but i don't think we can use the collective and immortality but roy right? batty was deployed in every off-world conflict since his since his creation mm-hmm. he has been through so many battles what's his lifespan uh four years yep <laughs> but about this, four years this uh, isn't gonna take this isn't gonna take four years it could battle. because I'm saying you have to use what you have, and she literally has other bodies to use. He could kill one version of her. You just wanted she to would use learn. Your mind. <laughs> she, yes, I do. She would learn his tactics and come back stronger. He may kill her again. He would. She would come back. She she will outlast him easily. No, she he will defeat them and because honestly, he knows how to defeat the enemy. If you want to talk about four years, his monologues are about five years long. And so he'll die of old age <laughs> with one monologue. He can withstand, Roy Batty can withstand extreme hot and cold temperatures. Uh, he resisted 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. But not existential crises, apparently. He, uh, do Ryan, what do you think? Well, I think that uh, number six is a master manipulator. She pulls the strings, right? She's very good On at... humans. Con- well... Are they humans or some of them Cylons? Hold on. <laughs> I wonder how many people we've lost on this show. <laughs> it's like this is like the last show I was on. Everybody was lost. But Roy Batty, high intelligence, heightened strength, heightened reflexes, heightened endurance, combat proficiency. You know what number six has? A red dress. Oh, please don't dumb it down to that. Seduction. Roy Batty thinks he's human, <laughs> so but that's doesn't quite know. Let me list it off. No, okay. Seduction. I, I'm going through the list. Seduction. That's the only thing no, you got. He, no, but he wants to... He, may be human he he wants to be human and so she can manipulate human emotions that's one of her powers and abilities in the battlestar he's Galactica a combat wiki. he's a combat she has combat Android. as well did you not see her fight in that in that show it wasn't fighting kent she did fight oh my god <laughs> oh, seduction we're gonna, have to have a talk. we're gonna have a talk later about what that was <laughs> wait what <laughs> ryan okay you gotta ryan, decide pick it we're uh, disagreeing all right i guess i'm going with roy Beatty on this yes one. Mm. sorry six you just got 86. Yes. Boo. Earns. All right. Next match is <laughs> Data from Star Trek The Next Generation versus Ava from Ex Machina. Uh, I like the Data Ava. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, so this is the, the Turing test uh, grouping. So Oh, okay. So the Turing test being the test where you can perform, you can ask a question a series of robots or interact with them and see if they can seem human know if it's yes. a robot or not yeah, yeah. so if, if it passed the Turing test and you couldn't even knowing it's a robot you you would believe it you couldn't distinguish human. it from so a human so yeah. we found out today from Blave that Data <laughs> Data can drop three stories in really bad effects and lift an anvil and oh my gosh. bend 
So, deal. Okay, so we when we said he's <laughs> You'll like, be so mad. He said, You gotta have data on the bracket. You gotta have data on the bracket. We're like, he's on the bracket. He's like, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. And we're like, why? He's like, uh, no, a, a butler, basically. He's like, no, he's not. And he got all mad. And then he's like, I'm gonna show you clips. So he sent me multiple clips uh-huh. of data doing things where he's proving how strong he is. Majority of them were him lifting an anvil. And I was like, okay, he's really good with anvils. <laughs> and then he sent me this video, this 12-minute video of like all these specs. One of the things they said is like, he's very strong as proven when he lifted an anvil in episode whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they really are leaning on this anvil thing. All right, Ryan, start us off with this. All right, so as we know, Ava is the master manipulator. Oh, even, yeah. even more so than number six, right? Yeah. Ava convinced a man to let her out of, out of her. Um, this is a big, big spoiler sure, for, sure. That, yeah. for, for uh, Ex Machina, but... So he, she's so convincing that she lets, convinces this this human that he's in love with her. He lets her out of her cage, and then she uh, basically. But do we know any of her powers? Because basically, I have here strengths. She apparently enjoys to draw manipulation. She's uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, but that's we, a, that's weaknesses. Glass walls, it's like a superpower. So well, it's, so she's not like super strong like Data, right? So if it came down to physical. Brute force. I think Data would win, but I don't think he'll, Ava. He'll just take well, an we, saw, we never saw Ava's full potential. Honestly, yeah. I like the fact that you bring up how she manipulates a human. Data only wants to be yes. human. He wants emotion. He All wants he to be does human. is go to the holodeck. Hey, Star Trek reference. Hey, how's it hey, going? What's and up? he cosplays as Sherlock Holmes. This he does is, that. This is all he does. That's all he does. Because like, you meet you on the bridge. The show. <laughs> so, so that's what it says in the wiki. <laughs> and so he wants to be human. She can manipulate that because she's yes. looking for people that want to be human because she wants to control that. He wants to be a comedian, Kent. It's, oh, it's yep. very. Cute. But he's not. The thing is, he wants to be human, but he's not going to be falling for the same things that humans would be. Well, how, he's how smarter he not? than that because he can get drunk. He, There's the, he got drunk one time. Yes, on, and he lifted an anvil one time. <laughs> no, multiple times. He got drunk on the polywater virus. But no, I think Data, like you said, if it's a physical match, which this is, he's going to take it. He's going to tear her limb from How limb. is it, though? Because she is a robot. She's going to use his human she's emotions. She's a naive robot. She has no idea what the outside world is. She she knows, is she naive, Did you see though, Ex Machina? She's, little, she's never game. been in the outside world. She doesn't, doesn't know what to expect. It doesn't matter if she's naive. As soon as there's a physical altercation, we assume Data is way stronger, right? Yeah. Because she wasn't built with extra strength. We she's just know. like a human. But well, she's like a, a robot. So, so she will learn his robot. every weakness and exploit it. Yes. For she sure, because he has time. he has so many weaknesses. She has no mental weaknesses. She may be less strong, but it's not always strength in a fight. If it's, it's a not, punching oh, match, listen, this is not Alicia Vikander we're talking about. That's boring. Well, how many <laughs> yeah, times? How many times was Data fooled by his brother? Right, Data's got a lore. brother that e- oh, we heard about. We heard about <laughs> that. About lore, yes. lore, right? Yes. So <laughs> lore. Is able to manipulate data many times. I kind of hate that storyline, actually. But Lore is similar to Data. He's not Ava, who really doesn't have experience. She's never encountered another robot, especially not like Data. Wait, she hasn't encountered another robot? Every robot that's in the place. Not like Data is what I mean. Someone who looks like Data, who acts like Data, who is Data. Ava's a quick study. She's going to figure him out. She's going to manipulate him. Data has military training. Okay, so where are we at? Kent is Ava. Yeah. Joel's Data. Definitely. And Ryan. I'm Ava. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, Blave. You tried, Joel. Oh my you God. tried. <laughs> Do you guys get together before and just say, let's make bad decisions the whole time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Next match Bishop from Aliens versus Ash from Alien and Pokemon. <laughs> right and evil Dead. so it's it's alien androids versus each other so alien and alien so there's ian holm played ash 
And Lance Henriksen played Bishop. And in the original Alien, the android ended up being the antagonist. In the sequel, Aliens, Bishop was actually a big help and sacrificed himself to save other people. That's what played out. Like Ripley didn't trust androids after the first one because he went bad and right. got everyone impregnated so which, with uh, aliens. I mean, these are basically equal. So I don't know how <laughs> you turn <laughs> Don't you just hate it? <laughs> you wouldn't trust an android either for at least a couple weekend, weeks. You know? But I mean, these are basically very equal matches. So I don't yes. know how you guys are going to make the bad decision this time. <laughs> <laughs> Together. Together we're going to make it. So, Joel, what would you say? What is it? You're going to go first. On I don't. This one. It doesn't matter at this yeah. point. You guys are just going to choose the worst one out of the two. Well, you choose first, then we'll choose the other one. Yeah, that's how it's going to work. Uh, basically, hey, I chose Roy, Roy Beatty with you. So I'm going to pick. I'm actually going to pick uh, memory. Bishop on this one because I feel like uh, just the knife trick alone. Yeah, the knife trick is cool. This, like they put the hand down and like he's putting the knife between the fingers. We see his speed and strength. Ash, we don't see a lot except for his white innards, his white gooey innards when he gets torn apart Ew. and he gets hit on the head with a canister and it, the first time it causes him to malfunction the second time decapitates him he's not a very he's well still put alive. together drawer he is but at the like same time still alive bishop could apart. take him apart i think so i'm saying bishop so i'm gonna go with ash uh, uh, I, I think he's far more malicious like he was actually a sleeper agent and i think that takes more cunning uh bishop is but a he's not a sleeper Andrew. agent in this match they put him in a room and say you two fight as a character he's a villain bishop is not i think he's a villain you have nothing to lose and so I think you have nothing to lose if you're put in an arena and say fight to the death. Right. But you have a good person and a bad person. A bad person is going to fight dirty. And I think Ash is the dirty fighter A good here. person will fight for their life. In fact, they, he may even say, hey, let's be friends. You're a loyalty droid because that's exactly what Bishop is. And he'd be like, hey, I have some in my pocket. Face sucker. Right on to Bishop. Oh, yes. We have. Does uh, that work? Gosh. It does. You got it oh to the whole ship. Oh, my gosh. I forgot Kent does this in Why brackets. are you so mad? <laughs> We're going to bring in a narwhal and a face hugger and everyone who's not in this bracket. <laughs> They're both in the same territory. How are you so offended? I'm offended because you chose a- Ava, and I hate you for it. <laughs> I love you, Joel. So Ryan, choose so Joel. I'm a little bit confused because I don't, I don't think that Ryan, the Ryan, you're getting hugger. the stress I usually have, and this time I just have to kind of like watch. It's kind of nice. I don't see how the face hugger can affect an android. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true. So, but it would be really annoying. <laughs> like, get that off my face. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> so uh, I think Joel brought up a good point. I mean, Bishop gets ripped in half, right? And mm-hmm. he has the fortitude to continue with his mission, which is to protect like Ripley and Newt, uh, Newt at that point, yeah. right? Um Joel's just going to think you're voting to make him happy now. That's what he does to Jake, too. <laughs> sure, Jake. Go get me one to five. <laughs> uh, but um, at the same time, I mean, you brought up the, the fact that uh, Ash gets killed with the canister. I mean, a bishop could be killed the same way, right? Cause well, we don't know because he got ripped apart by the queen alien bishop did. But it, she I think anyone will be ripped apart by the queen alien. She didn't take his head off. And so, I mean, if we were to take bishop's head off, would he also be... Maybe I think it'd be exact. Same. He didn't get sucker punched didn't by a that canister. Upgraded. Didn't get sucker punched by, by a CO two cartridge, basically. Yeah. Right. So, but what's your call here? But uh, so, how would um, how would Bishop avoid the the beheading that uh, Ash suffered? I think I'm going to go with Ash because again, it comes down to me like no. who's who's the more Ryan. manipulative? <laughs> yeah, his wife just said he was wrong, and I agree. All right, Ash for the win. (laughs) Ridiculous. All right, next match is the Gunslinger. From Westworld. Versus Alita. From Alita Battle Angel. So we're talking the Yul Brenner version of the Gunslinger. Yes. From the Westworld movie. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
And then Alita. Have you seen Alita yet, Joel? I have not, actually. Okay. Oh, you should watch it. That's what people say. But then you also said I should watch Central Intelligence. So. <laughs> you didn't oh. like it? He's mad at everybody. <laughs> you didn't like it? <laughs> Is this Stop the first time you're hearing everything. about this? Move on. I want to hear all about this. You read my review on Facebook. Oh my gosh. I'm shocked right now. So the gunslinger, his powers are obviously guns and weaponry, uh, tracking as well, being a cowboy. Thermal okay. vision, advanced hearing, uh, handy with a pistol, yep. liquid consumption. <laughs> he, he can, can drink. drink. Wait, but he doesn't get drunk, right? No, he can drink, though, like unlike other robots in the Westworld, that one. And then Alita... <sighs> For me, this is no contest. I could go over her strengths, but, you know, it's going to be pretty redundant because, well, she could do anything against uh, the gunslinger. Yeah, and she's got the, a simple uh, robot. the samurai sword. Yes. Yep, that she... Uh, right, and let's he, just move on to the next and one. And he, he dies because of acid all over. and fire. Let's just let Ryan and Kent vote together well, for the rest of the episode. So would you have gone with the gunslinger? No, I wouldn't have gone with the gunslinger. I would have Alita, of course. Okay, so Alita. <laughs> Alita. We all agree. The guy, I was going to say, gunslinger got taken out by, I think... Fire and yes. acid. Yeah. And Alita did not, from what I read. Next match is Rodney Copperbottom. From 20th Century Fox movie Robots. Robots. Remember that one? No. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Robin Williams. And no, yeah, that was yeah, Ewan yeah. McGregor. Ewan McGregor uh, and Robin Williams. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of other people, too, actually. They had a big cast on that one. Uh, what's, what's that girl's name? Amanda Bynes? Yeah. You remember her, right? Yeah, let's save it nope. for the robot show. <laughs> We're doing a robot show right now. <laughs> this is the other robots show. Uh, versus Bender. From Futurama. His real name is Bender Bending Rodriguez Senior. Yeah, it was built in Tijuana, actually. That's perfect. Yes. Yeah. So Rodney Copperbottom, um, he's an aspiring inventor. Uh, his weaknesses is rust. I don't know. He's not a fighter. Lack of oil, kind yeah. of dehydration in but that way. he's voiced way. by Hugh McGregor, so, you know, he's cool. cool. Uh, his powers are inventing and repairing, so he could repair yeah. himself. And he can, make, he can make things out of junk, right? So there's that, the big battle end, at the end of Robots. He takes all this junk and he modifies all his friends to be more... It's kind of uh, dark, right? Vicious than, than they are. So yeah. he kind of bulks them up with some modifications. Yeah. And then the powers of Bender are uh, bending metal, obviously, yep. uh, trash talk, and he can extend his legs, arms, and neck. Well, and he's got basically a TARDIS inside his belly because yeah. he opens up his, his uh, chest cavity and it's like a locker for things like uh, <laughs> heads in jars, money, <laughs> loot, uh, small children, <laughs> the world's last dark room, and on occasions, fry. So Yeah, yeah. And he has he has super strength. You know, I would say it was a shoe in, but I don't know at this point what a shoe in is anymore. Okay, so I'll, I'll go first on this one. So the way I see it, you're not bitter, are you? <laughs> so Rodney Copperbottom, he's he's very smart. He's uh, very handy with tools. He's very inventive. He can make things out of junk. He's just going to disassemble Bender and throw him to the side. So that Rodney is just going to disassemble Bender. Disassemble Bender, yeah. But if Bender's disassembled, his body can re reattach itself together. Well, see, the other th the, one of the Bender's weaknesses, he doesn't have a memory backup, so you can't transfer his his memory to another robot. So he's he has a, a life uh, or a lifespan where most robots in his uh, show do not. So Rodney Copperbottom will exploit this and erase his memory and then disassemble him. No way. Bender's yeah. not going to fall for that. No Bender, way. Bender basically <laughs> wants to kill everyone he interacts with. The only yeah. way Bender's going to lose is if he's sober in this match. And he'll probably even forget Rodney's there, accidentally like put him in his chest and swallow him. because, And he'll forget about Rodney just like everyone else has. <laughs> oh, Sorry, robots. Oh. Joel, yeah. do you say uh, Bender as well? It's totally Bender. You, know, you guys always team up together. And <laughs> 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 That's exactly right. You know where liars go, right, Ryan? <laughs> 
All right, next matchup is Maximilian. From the Black Hole. Versus Gort. From the day the Earth stood still. So Maximilian's kind of a, a weird one to put in here. Um, but he's one of my favorites. You from, only have yourself to blame. That's right. So he's one of my favorites. That's why he made the cut, even though he's kind of... Nobody knows who he is, the other than me. The cut. I get it. Yeah. Maximilian. Yeah. Because he's got blades. He's got lasers. He's got electrical chargers. His weaknesses, black holes. <laughs> I'd, I'd say pride, because he's disobedient. Yes. But then he's loyal at the same time. And at one point, he merges with his master, his human master. Yeah. Yeah. In the black hole, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. So, yeah, the the interesting, I just rewatched this one uh, as I was preparing for this. And it's kind of cool. On Disney Plus? Well, yeah. Well, actually, I rented it. And then I got Disney Plus and like, oh, I could have just waited a couple days and yeah. then I could have watched it. Uh, that's the point. Anyway, the, um, the guy that plays... Uh, Norman Bates is in this movie. Yeah, Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins, mm-hmm. yeah. And he has an actual pretty cool death scene in this movie. It was kind of vicious, and I was surprised. By Maximilian. He, yeah, Maximilian takes his spinning blades, and he puts it right into uh, Norman Bates' chest. Hello, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, that movie is PG. So, <laughs> so then you have Gort. Early 80s fact. PG. So Gort is genetically organized robotic technology, uh, obviously great size, great strength, a face visor that can fire a beam of destructive energy. But the only problem is he's not super fast. Well, no, no, he's he kind of stands there. But at the same time, it's also funny because his directives, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times he doesn't, he tries not to harm things. Like he, yes. he zaps the guns out of the military's hands or zaps the people out of the tank or zaps the tanks away and the people are just left standing there. Um, he's also, by the way, uh, he was called Gnut in the, in the original series, uh, or not original series, excuse me, the original story, Farewell to the Master, which is actually a pretty good short story if you haven't okay. read it. But that's been remade into The Day the Earth is Still in 1951 and then again in 2008. But Gort, Gnut, whatever you call him, basic same premise. He's a, basically a, a, a guard, statue. a sentinel, yeah, he, if you He's basically yes. waiting for this moment, and then when he goes, he starts destroying the Earth and he can only be uh, he can only be stopped if you use the right words, which is klatu barata niktu. Yes, you say that. Wait, he shuts I down. And that, that means before. what? Uh, they didn't really determine no. what it says, but klatu is the name of his friend. So in my mind, it's always like he's saying klatu says stop or something like that. So do you think Gort loses based on those words being said? <sighs> no, because I think once Gort is released, he's going to destroy Maximilian. He's going to vaporize him. With his beam. And th- like he has an Because Maximilian's pretty sneaky though. But his body is invulnerable to ray weapons, gases, acid, heat, and electrical currents. And so I don't think that Maximilian has either the weaponry or the know-how to kill Gort. In uh, Gort's, like you say, Gort's eye beam is, um, it can disintegrate anything, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's Gort. Yeah, Gort. All right. Gort it is. Makes sense. Next matchup is... Box from Logan's Run. <laughs> also, Channel 58 is music TV. <laughs> you could call in Clever. and order any song you want. Clever name uh, versus Maria from West Side Story. Uh, no, from <laughs> Maria. Metropolis. So, from Metropolis, which, if you don't know what Metropolis is, we probably should talk about both of these movies. I've yes. never yes. seen Metropolis. Oh, really? I've never seen it's it. It's really good. Like, I, I'm a fan of silent movies, and that's definitely one it's on a, the top. It's an, an impressionist film, right? You mm, like that of. movie? I do. I do actually like Metropolis. Like it's this whole it's this whole uh, uh, utopia and dystopia. Mm-hmm. And there's this uh, there's this woman that is turned into a robot. Well, okay, no, there's a robot. Very classic. A robot is turned robot. into a woman to then uh, deceive and seduce. Yes. We talk about robots that. a lot on this show. So <laughs> yeah, it's ba- it's basically a political thing, right? So the so uh, Maria is this leader of the proletariat. 
mm-hmm. right? And so they insert the robot in place of Maria so to, to destroy her reputation. Yeah, right? they kind of give this imposter robot in there, which if you probably, if you don't know Maria, you probably have seen her because she's a very, very famous robot It's called the Machine Mensch. And so she is actually the first on-screen robot. Yeah, 1927. Whereas wow. you guys are not talking about Box, who catches runners from Logan's <laughs> Run, keeps them in the nude, and freezes them. Because so, that's what Box does. So because box. they're food. food. Yeah, Fish, yeah. Food. plankton, sea greens, protein from the sea. Overwhelming, am I not? It's <laughs> a good impression. So yeah. Box is uh, in charge of keeping the colony well supplied with food, but he is malfunctioning after however many years they've been in the colony. A little senile. And he's now storing the runaways and serving them back as food is what I understood. Yeah, yeah. So they ran out of food, and so basically everyone who comes in the cave, he considers now sustenance for the colony. Yeah, so he's basically feeding humans back. So like mad cow disease is a total problem down there. <laughs> but here's <laughs> the thing. If you... Uh, Maria still looks good in the sense of like special effects. What does that mean? Oh. Um, just because the way they do it. It's 1927. But yeah. then you get Logan's Run, which was... Oh, when was that? 75, 76. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, the, the box looks so, well, terrible. so terrible. One thing we also should mention is that Maria, or uh, the machine mensch, is actually the in- inspiration for the design of C-3PO and other mm-hmm. yeah. robots. human robots. So. Well, and, and apparently the costume was so uncomfortable for the poor actress who was inside sure. that that people felt bad for her and because it would cut her and pinch her like the suit would. So they would put coins in the slots in the armor, which then she would collect it to buy chocolate. Oh, mm. that's <laughs> so, which is why I'm giving this to Maria. I, I do think she would trick him. She would uh, appear as Maria and then he'd be like, I'm going to freeze you for food. And then she'd turn into the robot, surprise him. And he'd be like, what do I do now? Because I can't feed a robot to anyone. And he died from a cave-in. Yeah. Well, and he, he gets shot by a laser blast, which like blows a yeah. hole in him. Like he has no defense whatsoever. He's basically made of tinfoil. Yes. And I think Maria Safutura would win. I'm going to agree. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that Maria is intelligent enough that she could uh, get around, box the malfunctioning robot and, it's and a disable thing. him. Yeah. It might be the only three people that have seen it. Well, I, I haven't. Oh, only Logan, two Logan, Logan's one or uh, Metropolis? All right. I was talking about Metropolis. If you haven't seen Metropolis, yes. watch Metropolis. It's actually a very, very good silent film. All right. So the next matchup, the final matchup, in fact. For, for this first, first round. round. Yes. For the first oh round. Oh, my gosh. We'll speed through the uh, next yeah, round. It'll get shorter. Robbie the Robot. From Forbidden Planet. Versus Robot. From Lost in Space. Or The Robot. B9. Robot, yeah. Is it B9, B9 The Robot? B9 is the official name, but they never like, call it oh, The Robot the whole time. Benign? Yeah. What? <laughs> so Robbie the Robot, if you haven't seen Forbidden Planet, it's actually a really fun sci-fi, and you get to see Leslie Nielsen play a completely serious role. Never seen it. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It's it's so weird, because Leslie Nielsen, I know from Naked Gun, and he's in there like being the serious captain the whole time, and I'm like, when's he going to make a joke? He's a good guy and everything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Also, because this is Hollywood back then, like Robbie was used also in Lost in Space. So yeah, Robbie the and Robot. Twilight Zone. Robbie the Robot actually cost like $125,000 when he was built. Yeah. And so it's like, was it an actual robot? They're, they're, yeah, well, no. Or man in suit? Well, no, they have man like in this, suit. Okay. Yeah, it's a man in suit, but they have like this whole big control panel to control all the valves and everything that moves on him. They oh, have wow. like saxophone valves on his head that yeah. process everything. And then like the lights that when he talks, so there's like a... Uh, a microphone that the actor would speak into and then it would synchronize the oh, lights on the cool. would light up the like these the uh, what are they called like uh, neon tubes basically that would light up yeah. whenever he talked so if you were to to translate that 125,000 into today's dollars it's like over a million dollars yeah for, for sure this, but they got their money's wow. worth prop, because yeah. they used Robbie the robot in like a bunch of different productions yeah. like TV shows movies they use this prop over and over again yeah he actually has his own IMDB page 
Yeah. So, so uh, but the, the robot from Lost in Space, I mean, he has uh, the powers of futuristic weaponry, mm-hmm. laughter, sadness, mockery. The power of laughter. Singing and playing guitar. Yep, he does that. The other, Those are the, things. The new one's pretty intense. Warning, danger, Will Robinson. Yeah, and that's danger. what it's popular from. Yeah, the other thing to, to note about this is that uh, the, the person that designed the costume, Robbie the Robot, also designed the robot for Lost in Space. So it's the same designer. They seem very similar. Like when you yeah. put them on here, I had a hard, I had a hard time distinguishing them until I looked them up. Because yeah. one has like a, a like a round, uh, well, I guess like a flying saucer glass head. And the other one has like this dome glass head. So yeah. that's how I they distinguish the two. But and there's to, actually an episode of Lost in Space where Robbie the Robot and the Robot. From it's called Lost War Sp- of the Robots. Yes, they but who fight. won? Because I know Young Will. He actually brought uh, Robbie to life, and he was a malicious robot in yes. this version. So uh-huh. I don't know who actually won the fight. So if, if there was, if you've seen like the the reboot uh, on on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, the which is pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So the Robbie the robot, the character that he plays in in that episode, is more akin to the new robot, where he's kind of this found robot, and okay, and he, he brings him back to life or whatever, and he's he's nice to him, but then he has like a sinister kind of under thing. Okay, so, Robbie the robot, you guys, speaks 187 languages. He's no C three PO. He's no C three PO. I'm going to give this one to Robbie the Robot because I feel like he's like benign, but he's a little more malicious or malignant. No, no, the robot is benign benign from Lost in Space. Yeah, I know. Robbie is not benign, the robot, because there's two, Robbie and then B9, the robot. See, I'm going to go with robot from Lost in Space because I've seen him in the battlefield a number of times. Does he fight? Well, yeah. I mean, essentially, you remember the, 19, the 1998 version of uh, Lost in Space? Yes, I when do. When the little kid takes the hologram and starts fighting as the robot, which I loved that part. And I just okay, see I did him forget about that. as yeah. a battle. I see him more as a battle robot rather than well, Robbie. I can respect really, that. Who basically, the first time they had Robbie come out when he appeared, the actor inside was actually drunk. And he tipped over and almost fell flat on his face, and they had to like stop him because the robot oh. can barely move. Yeah. yeah. So in in the Forbidden Planet, Robbie is actually a very peaceful robot. His uh, main function is to replicate things. He's like a, a walking replicator, mm-hmm. right? So he can you can give him something, and then he can uh, pull the molecules out of the planet and then replicate whatever it is that you gave him. So that's basically his only function. He he can take guns and shoot things if you tell him to, but he does have like the Isaac Asimov laws like you read at the beginning mm-hmm. for your intro. That's what that was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he has the inability to harm anything that's sentient. So uh, in this case, I would say that Robbie the robot would be unable to harm uh, the robot from Lost in Space. So the robot from Lost in Space would win this battle. Okay. First round done. First round's over. So Ooh. we are going to move a little quicker now because we have introduced every robot. At yep. This point. Let's just have Kent and Ryan agree on everything Here and we then we'll move on. <laughs> just let them make a decision and then uh, and then we'll ask Joel what he thinks, but we won't listen and continue. Okay. <laughs> are you ready? Ready. All right. First matchup is the T-1000 versus cleverly the T-800. These, could have been these went up five. against each other. It should have been Johnny Five. They literally yeah. go up against each other. But it's hard to say, though, because T-800 had a little help from his friends. Mm-hmm. He had a little uh, rocket launcher, or grenade launcher. No, he used the grenade launcher after they had weakened it and shot it a bunch of times. Yes. Right on the edge of a, a metal pit. That's a, the T-800 has been in every movie. And, of course, the, the T-800 dies to do this as well. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And in many of these versions, like arms are ripped off from the T-800. Like the T-1000 doesn't really struggle here, mm-hmm. but there always does seem to be like the underdog approach for T-800. True. I'm pretty split on this one. Joel, you first. I'm going to go with T-1000. Okay. Simply because I, I'm, I'm with you, Kent, that I feel like it was because of the team effort 
that the T-800 succeeded. I think T-1000 probably would have won on his own. So I'm going to say T-1000. I'm going to agree with Joel, T-1000, because every time in the in the movies where the T-1000 loses to the T-800, it's because there's other people to help him out or there's other devices around. If it was sure. head-to-head, the T-1000 win. Yeah, the okay. T-800 doesn't have a chance in that. <sighs> so sad. So Robert Patrick for the Robert win. Patrick. All right, next match is the Omnidroid. From the Red Wolves. Versus the Iron Giants. From the Iron Giant. <laughs> So this is actually probably a good match in my mind because the Omnidroid is a learning robot yes. that will learn upgrades after fighting. every defeat. Well, not even that, but even as the fight's going on, it's like, oh, they did that. I'm going to counter with this. But then you get the Iron Giant and he is a powerhouse and virtually indestructible. Although both of them are apparently virtually indestructible. Well, he can blow apart, but then give him some time and he'll pull himself back together. Right. So but would the Omni Droid prevent uh, Iron Giant? Yeah, he gets oh, blown, yeah, Iron Giant yeah. gets blown apart by a nuclear weapon, and then years, uh, months later, weeks yes. later, yeah, it does take later, it does take a while. He's able to refine himself and uh, bring himself back together. But he has a plasma ball disintegrator, which you could just toss right onto the Omni Droid and just disintegrate him. I think it's the Iron Giant. Well, that's a pretty serious weapon. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Omni Droid. What the Omni Droid is going to do is he's. Are you guys breaking up? we we didn't talk about this this is awkward (laughs) so the omni droid he's got those claws that can cut through anything yes because he's indestructible cut through anything made in earth yeah so and he can the only thing that is strong enough to penetrate him is himself right he's going to use those claws he's going to break up the uh iron giant in little tiny pieces and then he is going to use his lasers to melt everything down so it's no longer the original shape, and so it can no longer pull itself back together. So the Omnidroid was defeated when Mr. Incredible used its own claw with the thruster against it. So, by the way, fun fact, uh, Pixar received permission from Lucasfilm to use the term Omnidroid because Lucasfilm owns the trademark for the word droid. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. That's what about annoying. Android? Not, not Android. Okay, just droid. Just droid. Okay. Because yeah, that's a Star Wars thing. Okay, we know that the Omnidroid is somewhat sentient, but we also know it's also bowing to the whim of a remote control that Syndrome has. I think very easily the Iron Giant could hack into said uh, controls and control the Omnidroid because the Omnidroid is essentially a puppet where the Iron Giant is more sentient. I'm giving this to Iron Giant. But the, uh, but the Omnidroid is able to learn from that and he destroys the remote. He, he Not when he hacks into him and says, hey, uh, stab yourself, <laughs> which is what happened when he was looking for Mr. Incredible. He stabbed through himself. It's Iron Giant. All right, you guys have already voted, so we voted. All right, <laughs> All right next match is some real heavy hitters. C three PO, please, <laughs> versus a puppy. C three PO loses. A puppy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Versus Sunny from my robot. Yeah. Uh, I once again. What do you guys I, think? Is he still indestructible? Sunny is more. He's mysterious. got Baymax arms. He's Sunny got rocket has, fists now. Sunny oh, has. No <laughs> wait, so Baymax arms <laughs> yeah, makes it ro- powerful. Rocket fist. Even though he could beat Baymax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's obvious, I'm works. voting for Sunny. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, to use the Wampa. Sunny is more <laughs> agile. Sunny is more advanced. Sunny came home and killed oh. C3PO. <laughs> Sonny came up with a vengeance. Yeah. Oh, oh that's so sad. I do think uh, Sonny and C3PO are very similar. C3PO. And Sonny does seem like the, the futuristic version of C3PO without the depression. Yeah, they're they're both butler droids, right? So, yes. So what are you guys voting? Oh, it's C3. No, it's it's Sonny. It's Sonny, yeah. Gosh, why can't you make that easy the first time? <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to bug me. All right, next match is R2D2 
versus Crow and Servo. <laughs> I think I'd actually, I'd actually really. I enjoy think Crow this and match. Servo they would hack R two D two because he does have the hollow projector. They'd get Kenny Baker inside <laughs> and just like throw him out of the machine. <laughs> they'd be like, "Well, let's let's watch some movies." You know, and, or, or maybe he'd be the one to punish them with movies because they don't actually want to watch the movies. That's a good scenario. Let's all take a moment and think about this. All right. Honestly. So R2-D2 tempts them to come in and watch his hologram projector, something they'd never seen before. Oh. New technology, new way to watch movies. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. Now, while they're watching it, he squirts out the oil. He lights his rockets, burns them up, just like he took See, out the I was going to say, I was gonna say when you said that, the hologram projector, and they're watching yeah. it, and all of a sudden the buzzsaw comes out of uh, R2-D2 <laughs> in their heads. Buzzsaw, or you could even use the uh, fusion <laughs> welder. kids. <laughs> and, and the only... Robots. The, one of the few weapons that Crow and Servo have are their, their mouths, right? Like, yeah. is their trash-talking. And so you just weld their mouths shut <laughs> and then use the buzzsaw, just Here, to make it even but worse. But here's the thing you need to know about Servo, too, is Servo is all talk. If he actually gets confronted, like his ego gets questioned or his his uh, worth gets questioned, he falls apart. And in fact, he gets really upset when Servo, when Crow makes fun of him. And so I think what would happen is if there were any sort of fight, Crow would probably be like, you know, pick up the slack, you jerk. And Tom Servo would be like, oh, I'm so sad. Yeah. And they so wouldn't be able to out. understand what R2-D2 is saying. So R2-D2 so wins. Talks. R2-D2. Yep. All right. Next match is Roy Beatty versus Ava. <laughs> seemingly immortal versus four years lifespan. That's how I feel about this. Uh, they were very... It's still not Alicia Vikander, Kent. Okay? It's, it's not. It's the robot. She's, she's not, immortal She's in my not head. going to date you if you keep advancing her character. Alicia, Tomb Raider for the win. <laughs> no, stop it. Please? This is Roy Batty. This is Roy Batty, who's a combat droid who's seen like millennia of experience versus Ava who walks out. I was like, what's this airplane? Oh, helicopter. Interesting. Slam. You saw the end of that movie. She was about to take over the world. She didn't. That's you want, what the you movie happened. Kent. Hmm. She went uh, over to the mainland and ended up uh, TSA put, stopped her thinking something was like a port <laughs> that she put her finger in. And it turns out it was just like a dirty subway and she got a disease and died. She was the She's reason. A robot. She had any diseases. She was the reason. You'd be, you'd be surprised the kind of viruses you can get in the subway station. <laughs> she ended her creator in that movie. Roy Batty would love to have that chance. Never got that chance. So I think it's Ava for the win, based on intelligence alone. Listen, you had some arguments against Data. Honestly, I would have chosen Data, but he is manipulable, like manipulatable. Manipia. Anyway, but that makes sense, right? But I don't know. Roy Batty, like... You get him outside on a rainy day, his, he's, he's got nothing to lose. In. Yeah, he's true. got nothing to lose because he knows his lifespan's up. <laughs> but he, he his lifespan is up, and so he stops fighting. That's literally what he does in Blade Runner. He's he seen so much. He's fighting. seen so much. He has so much experience. He's weathered <laughs> he in season. He has PTSD, and she would take advantage of that. <laughs> he took I, her down before then. Ava is the master manipulator. And she is going oh to manipulate. She has really affected Boop. you two. Here we go. <laughs> she has really gotten to right. you guys. Boop. You're like, I feel victim to Ava. Everyone will. Alicia Vikander for the win. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm going to have to speak for Joel here because he's too mad. Thanks, Lorax. <laughs> <That's> ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's Ava versus T-1000. She's going to trick him. <laughs> She's so seductive. Master manipulator. <laughs> Heavens. I love this show. <laughs> All right. Next matchup. Ash versus Alita. 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 Who was Matt Ash again? He's from Alien. Alien. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, he was... I didn't even vote for him last time, so I'm not voting for him this time. <laughs> I think I might need to start voting for Joel. <laughs> All right. Next match is Bender versus Gort. 
All right, I'll go on this one. Uh, Gort with his destructor beam. He's basically the um, Boba Fett of robots, right? He disintegrates his opponents. Mm-hmm. So but he, he also sh- falls into pits. Did did Boba Fett disintegrate anybody? Well, they just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's mentioned. It's a rumor started by Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you hear that Boba Fett? He disintegrated a guy. He did? Yes. He's a little clumsy. What's but your name? Okay. Uh, Moba Bet. <laughs> Moba then, Bet. And then he was killed by no Ava. No disintegrations. So anyway, Gort will disintegrate uh, Bender. I actually like this matchup. I think Bender would throw uh, beer bottles. At Gort <laughs> and just like antagonize him like crazy and just try to annoy him. But here's the thing is that we know that Bender is, if anything, he's a man of words. Yes. And I bet you money he's going to end up getting so drunk that he's going to say the words Klaatu Barak to Niktu. On accident. And Gort will stop and Bender wins. He will then disassemble and bend Gort. And you talk about <laughs> C-3PO. Hey, hey. Bender for the win. Oh. Yeah. You're still not making graces, Ken. Oh, I did that for you. <laughs> All right. Next match is Maria from versus Metropolis. Robot from Lost she in Space. She wants to live in Metropolis. She wants to live in Metropolis. I knew that would appeal to Joel. It did. Are we friends again? No. Uh, so, uh, Maria, you get, this will appeal to you two. times. Yeah. There. This will appeal to you two droids. Uh, <laughs> Maria's, Maria's strength is seduction. She actually does use a seductive dance to lure men in and follow her. So apparently she's going to win everything. But she's up <laughs> against the robot. His name is the robot. It was also actually, known as cla- robot. He's also yeah. known as the class M3 model B9 general or utility B9, non-theorizing yeah. environmental control robot or the M3 B9 gunter. Which Kids, is have you seen the reboot Lost in Space? No. Oh. I will though. So uh, looking at these two... Maria is good. I mean, she's evil, but what, she's good at what she does. But I don't think Robot is going to fall for any of her tricks. I think Robot's going to take this win. Yeah, he. one of his skills is detecting dangers, it says. Danger! Right. Seduction! So, <laughs> <laughs> he. It's basically like a spidey sense Even for a Robot. Uh, I do think Robot would probably win this one. Yeah, the Robot has guns, and Maria is just a, uh, a decoy. So, yeah. Robot for the win. All right, guys, we are to the Elite Eight. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yay, sports. Uh, all right, let's get this started. T-1000 is now up against... We're getting heavy hitters now. Yeah. Against the Iron Giant. Oh, my gosh. This is a good battle. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to go first. Okay. My heart's not in any of this because I love both it of is, these. It is. It is. Just not the in this T-1000, round because Ava's not fighting right now. It's going to go... Ava doesn't even have to fight. T-1000 is going to go into the metallic body of the Iron Giant and affect him from the inside. It's a liquid metal. Mm-hmm. All he needs to do is just travel up and can, you know, basically climb on every part, start breaking it down with his blades if he wants. I do think Iron Giant's going to have to basically destroy himself to try to find Wait, isn't that Isn't this parasite. like an invulnerable metal, though? Yeah, but it's a liquid there's metal. Gonna be, that can, there's going to be seams inside there. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, can and, Iron and I Giant, think like, basically, no, he'll destroy him himself. He got there? He'll, like, basically be ripping parts off to get this parasite out, but I think the parasite will win out. Except for, here's the thing, Kent. The yes. giant can fly fast enough to outmaneuver a military fighter jet. But he's not when not, he's inside you, though. But he's not going to get a chance to get there. And he regularly consumes metallic objects as a form of substance. This is a liquid diet for him. Yes, I agree with Joel. It's liquid diet. It's like an insurance. A liquid metal diet? Yes. He just, it's like drinking insurance, Kent. <laughs> it's like Gatorade T-1000? Yeah, exactly. It's oh, like, that's so sad. So there you go. T-1000 just got Wait, does drunk. he digest quick? This is what I want to know from the fact that's checkers funny. out there. Does it? Can you digest a T one thousand? 
Or would Facts it be a parasite? Checkers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> help me out. Help me. I think I can, the thing is, the only, ha- the only the robot expert who was digging the show stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> Sorry, data, Blake. Data for the win. <laughs> so it's Iron Giant on this one? It's Iron, Iron Giant. Giant. Yeah. It's too overpowered. Well, he's, the, he's the Mickey Mouse of this bracket. I figured the Omnidroid was the way to get rid of him, but you guys both went for the Iron Giant. All right, next up is Sunny. Versus R2-D2. R2-D2 needs revenge. That's what the R in R2-D2 stands for at this point. <laughs> you know what the blue stripe is on R2-D2? It's Sonny's face. <laughs> Jeez. Sonny's face is white. I the like blue hue. I like Star Wars more than I like iRobot. A lot more. And so it's going to be R2-D2 for the That's win. not a good reason. Well, These I, are the robots. Right, this R2-D2 is good friends with C-3PO. He likes to push his buttons. He likes to get under his metal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that makes sense. Metallic skin. And uh, so he's going to be mad that Sonny just took out C-3PO. Or so. is he going to be missing his friend and looking for another humanoid droid to take care of and be buddies with? I don't think he's very sentimental. And nice little Sonny comes on and says, Hello, I'm here to help you. I'm your friend. Stabby, stabby, boom, boom, dead. Sonny for the win. No. <laughs> so it's easy. R2-D2, he comes in with his uh, buzzsaw, takes him apart piece by piece. What's the, Sonny's not going to even stand still for that. It's dexterity <laughs> and agility. He's got rockets. R2-D2 has neither. He's got rockets. He can outmaneuver him. Yeah, he's not very agile. I think Sonny's going to realize that Kenny Baker is inside uh, <laughs> R2-D2, and he can't harm a human based on Asimov's laws. And so he won't be able to. And then R2-D2, he has a fire extinguisher. He'll just blind him and then use like the buzz saw. He can use a fusion welder, uh, the power recharge coupler, and he can basically strike an EMP onto Sunny. Blah, blah, blah. You guys agree. Let's move on. R2-D2. Good heavens. <laughs> Next matchup, Ava. Oh, no. <laughs> versus Alita. Alita, 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 Alita. <laughs> uh... What, what do you guys have to say about this? I, I don't know if seduction is going to work. Alita is a practitioner of the powerful cyborg martial art Panzer Kunst. And she also has plasma jets that shoot from her fingertips. She has plasma boost that can jump around. She has plasma solution. She can do all sorts of but stuff. Joel, but, but Joel, Ava is very seductive. And manipulative. I mean, very, Jacob, you very make a seductive. good point. <laughs> guys, Alita's eyes are so freaky. They're freaky eyes. What does that I have to do with anything? Seduce Ava. Ava's beautiful. And she's smart. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that Alita is actually pretty savvy. And she, she sees through the deceptions of uh, oh my gosh. some of the... Uh, like everyone but else. But it's not universe. good enough. No? I, I think oh, I don't it's know. Alita. It's Alita. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was waiting for that little <laughs> twist there. I just wanted you guys to do your little play of sadness. <laughs> More like a play the, of mockery. The sadness is the logical arguments, quote unquote. Alita, Alita, Alita was your argument. <laughs> well, because there's no way Ava should have gone this far. <laughs> That's a pretty good argument compared to yours, honestly. <laughs> All right. my, my may have been Alita, Alita, Alita. Yours was seduction, 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 seduction. That's I Alicia hope so. Next up is Bender. <laughs> Oh, no. Why is Bender still here? It's my, <laughs> it's my turn to tough. be upset. Dude is tough. Versus Robot, the lost in space robot. Oh, jeez. Bender was supposed to go out in the first round. No way. Bender <laughs> is strong. He's been through a lot. The guy's been... He's capable of surviving gunfire, explosions, extreme heat, deep water, or a vacuum of space. I'll put him out of his misery. Yeah, I'm going with Bender on this one. What? Why? Because I feel like Bender is smarter than Robot. Because he has a name, first of all. 
they you just, just they, read they, like they five names. Has a name too, just because the humans don't know it. That's you all just, of us. You no just one named cares. Like five names because he is basically a remote controlled toy. He's not a remote control. He does. He gets remote controlled. Look, the only version I've seen is the Netflix reboot, and that's not what he is in that one. Bender. Bender? Bender. You guys are both going Bender. Yeah. There's not enough rounds for you to make up with Joel, so you might as well not use it. It's more fun this way. <laughs> I only included Bender because somebody complained that he wasn't in our last show, and so I'm really do, 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 do. Are you choosing Ryan, robot? Are you then? at least voting for oh, robot? Oh, I was here? going for the robot, but they've already voted for Bender, so. <laughs> I just wanted the dissenting voice at least. goal is just to tick off everyone at some point. Yep. Ken's goal is to do that. All yeah. right, guys, we're in the final four of this madness. Final four. Who's in the final absolute four? Absolute madness. The Iron Giants. Okay. R2-D2. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> really, <laughs> guys? You two idiots? Really? It was, like, it was like the basketball four. racket. <laughs> Gosh. Alita. Okay. Hallelujah. Uh, I'd like to say that. And Bender is in the final <laughs> four. Bender makes more sense than R2-D2. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. So Iron Giant versus R2-D2. R2-D2. Iron Giant. No doubt in my mind, the Iron Giant would absolutely... He would be a breathment. R2-D2 would be a breathment to the Iron Giant. But he's so pick, cute. He would pick him up, and his buzzsaw would be like... Ah, <laughs> doing nothing. It would basically scrape his throat on the way down. That's it. And then he's digested. All right, so R2-D2 is an astromech droid. Iron Giant is damaged, right? So he's either good. He has a sensitive side he's or a weapon side. either good or pacifist side. or a weapon. Yes. So R2-D2. He's not a They gun. team up and then they the fight R2 together R2-D2 next round. goes into the, the Iron Giant's head, rewires him so he's only the pacifist and he will not fight back. You're saying R2. Are you honestly saying R2-D2? R2-D2 reprograms the Iron Giant and R2-D2 wins. This is well, like well, little, okay. I didn't want I didn't want to bring this up, but did you guys know that the Iron Giant is actually played by Alicia Vikander? Kent, <laughs> did you know that? I thought I'm going to go Vin watch D- that movie right now <laughs> with the voice of Vin Diesel. It's yep. Vin Diesel. It's I Alicia am Vikander. Groot. It's wait, wait. Alicia Vikander doing a Vin so Diesel. So I'm deciding right now. I am deciding between R2D2 or Iron Giant in a fight to the death. The power I have here. <laughs> this is like when I eliminated Nirvana, <laughs> and I can't do it again. It's Iron Giant oh, for the win. I'm sorry, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, Logic prevails. Finally, on bacon sale. Finally. <laughs> All right, the next or the other match, Alita versus Bender. Oh, this will be tough. This will be no. This won't be tough. Alita. Alita just takes her samurai sword, cuts Bender into tiny little pieces. Bender would compress her in a heartbeat. Why? He would take Are you in love with Bender? I'm starting to think her. you're getting some biases here. He'd bend her and shove him so into the chest cavity and then compress her into a little this cube. This whole time you're complaining about C-3PO and R2-D2. Bender would take down all of them. And now you're cho- choosing Bender? Have you guys watched Futurama? The dude is crazy. And he is crazy strong. And he is crazy at like just destroying things. I've, I've seen Alita Futurama. Is, I've also seen Alita. Alita is and agile. And she destroys every other major robot that goes up against her. Yes. She's agile. She has all these weapons. If Bender gets disassembled, she rollerblades like crazy. Rollerblading? That's your argument. Rollerblading? Yeah. Bender does not have enough memory for a reboot, so all she has to do is wipe his memory. Done. She won't get dead. the chance. And she's got, her. she's got her uh, friend that's the, the robot doctor. The narwhal? <laughs> let's, space, bring, let's bring the narwhal and the face narwhal, in. Joel. Why not? No, the robot doctor that brings her back. Wampas, to come on in, Wampas. We're good here. <laughs> it's Alita. Yeah, Alita. 
Justice prevails. Kent ticked off what each one of us during that flash <laughs> final four. Like, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we have arrived at the final match, which is thankfully a real contender. Like I wish it was R2D2 like, versus Bender. <laughs> that would be so dumb. It could have been. They lose all credibility. It's like, no, these guys are just playing around. Oh, well, that's uh, what we do. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We, well, we got to be real. Tied to reality, loosely tied to reality, I'll say. Sure. The Iron Giant versus Alita. I'm going to play my hand here because okay. I have little... Alita experience other than the research I did online mm-hmm. and I've seen the Iron Giant but I did not know how powerful the Iron Giant was until I read his online bio. He's made from an unknown alloy uh, and it makes him completely invulnerable to harm. He survived being hit by a freight train, machine gun fire, missile fire, uh, a tank fire, and battleships shooting at him. He survived a head-on collision with a nuclear missile. And then after being smashed to pieces, he's able to reassemble himself. He can also fly. He has rocket thrusters. He can, like I said, he can outmaneuver a fighter jet. He regularly consumes metallic objects as a form of sustenance. And then he, of course, he has his green energy that he can emit from his hands and from his chest. The dude is unstoppable. Alita is getting fried. It doesn't matter what she does, how she comes out with her roller blades. It's not going to do anything to the Iron Giant. The Iron Giant should win. Don't you feel like it's a little too predictable, though? Because here we have Alita, who actually has it's predictable it's a logical. human brain and a heart, right? She is basically the new Hogarth. Iron Giant would never harm Hogarth. I like that she's placed up against him because she is the human in the situation. He would never with use big his, eyes. He knows that's not human. He would. That's true. <laughs> they are terrifying. <laughs> he, but he would never use his weaponry against her. And she has like okay. Now I'll go with her skills. Unless she's trying to seduce Hogarth. She's not a seducer. She is a full-on fighter. Oh, good. So she might in not win every then. single way. If she's a seducer, advance. Well, apparently, Iron Giant can drink everyone away. Eat. Eat or he drink. Drank, he drank, drank one person. T-1000. <laughs> he drank like a metal. But she has full a situational awareness, can survive any environment from zero G to G plus gravity. She can exchange her limbs for any weapons, meaning nukes, which will blow him apart. And she also has a berserker body that can heal any wound quickly, not in months, quickly. And she can pull like her any limb, whether it's her head, her arms, her legs, even her heart from her own chest and still repair herself. She won't even get close to him. His scorpion tail cannons will come out of his back, target her, blow her up before she, she ever gets near to him. She is the most agile contestant in this entire match. Not, this not entire as agile as C-3PO or R2-D2. <laughs> they, they went on a walk to Hoth. That's how he won. Gosh. He well, used the Wampa. This is a good point. I mean, like you brought up, she's got a lot of skills. This is a real And contender. she's the human yeah. in, the, in the battle. She's not human. She's humanoid. Human. He will recognize her human as a brain. He will see the metal and be like, that looks delicious. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Right? It's up to you. The way it needs to be. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Iron Giant versus Alita, Battle Angel. Hmm. This was a hard one. I love that it's not up to us. <laughs> this is why we I have know. Jake on the show I as well. I'm totally relaxing now. <laughs> yeah, you okay? I'm like, mm, I wonder what I'll choose. Yeah. But now I, I do uh, want to know, Jake, after this, what you would choose. Iron okay. Giant knows that weapons are bad. What is Alita Battle Angel other than a weapon to him? Uh, human first. He will well, destroy No, she's her. a pacifist in every way, unless she needs to, really? much like the Iron Giant. Really? Yes. Hmm. Totally. It's true. She just wants a rollerblade. <laughs> <laughs> and love. She's, and she's love. just there to defeat evil. Iron Giant's not evil. But the Iron Giant comes from evil, and he has that programming deep inside him. So she has to eliminate 
the evil. Don't do it. Don't do it, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no. Should I change my vote? <laughs> Don't do it, Ryan. <laughs> He's just talking it through. I think, yep, I'm staying well. with Alita. I'm staying with Alita. Ryan, you still have to decide. Take your time, Ryan. Take your time. Think it through. I always ask them to tell me facts and stuff again. You're welcome to do that. But you probably know more He's than He's a robotics anyway, expert. So, yeah. Help me, help me remember, Kent. How does, how does Alita end at, at the end? So she's going after like uh, kind of like this mogul person, right? Yes. And so she takes on every uh, goon and it leaves it open for a sequel. Yeah. She beats every goon and then he sends her into the like the battle drone to do the rollerball game. Oh, yeah. And that, she just beats everyone in there pretty simply and then looks up to this guy saying, I'm coming for you. Edward. All right. So there's yeah. like, there's not like. But remember, there's the blades that she also survives yeah. when you go up that there's path. There's also a petition of 120,000 people asking for the sequel. It made enough money. It probably will get a sequel, which yeah, is Disney crazy. Disney hasn't greenlit it yet, though, apparently. But the Iron Giant is the heart. Does, he does, is. Does Disney own the Iron Giant now as well? Yes. So. Is that in Disney Plus? Disney owns the world. Probably. <laughs> Man, they own so much. He's Superman. He wants to be Superman. He wants to defend the Earth. And he knows that Alita is the obstacle to that. Is she, though? Because she's also trying to better the Earth. But they're put in this arena together to she fight. She just wants to live her life. And he knows if he and dies, someone. No, the Iron Giant knows if he dies, no one will be there to protect Hogarth. He but, knows he has to defend but this is it, his right? planet. I think the okay. So the whole point of the Iron Giant is that he is the gun that doesn't want to be the gun. Yes. Right? So What's Alita? Alita is going to show the Iron Giant that he is a problem because he he's malfunctioning. At any moment, he can switch back to the gun, and so she's going to... She'll get in there and rewire his brain, and then he's okay, well, permanently. R2-D2 could have done that, but not Alita. <laughs> 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 okay, moving forward. Don't do it, Ryan. I do feel like Alita loves her family and her friends. And Iron Giant, when he gets attacked, I mean, I think this this land is a wasteland because of what Iron Giant and Gort have done to everybody. And she is going to get so angry at that point, she will destroy him based on like her anger there. Or they'll just walk off into the sunset because it's a human-ish Ryan. and a giant also, robot. Hold on. You also need to be thinking about it in terms of them at their very best, not necessarily like their weaknesses like are being played like think of like but they have to play into the weaknesses Ryan. though no, that, yeah that is part of it but it's I'm not gonna get, I'm gonna get it's real not psychological here. it's like are them you, at their are very you best. friendship here? no Ryan I'm gonna, I'm gonna get real here in the past brackets on bacon cell there have been some bad decisions made decisions that have I don't haunted think so. us no, no, to I don't this think day great. I don't think that's because true. of poor decisions made where it's like Nirvana or no, Hopper. Fine. I'll invoke his name. Nope, that's or fine. Maleficent. Hopper did these, not win these, the bracket. The, no, that, they, won the, they won the round. He shouldn't have. But what I'm saying is these bad decisions have been made and they've haunted us for their life. Please make the they, right they, decision they, here. They've filled right. my life with Put joy. Iron this is your Giant show. They have, they've filled my oh, life with joy. You know in your heart Iron Giant should <laughs> right. win. Underdog. Which one do you love this more? Show. So, <laughs> which one loves Nobody likes the Dallas Ryan. Cowboys. <laughs> so this is the thing. Nobody likes the Patriots. This is the thing. With your Disney heroes bracket, I was actually kind of disappointed in the winner because it was so obvious. It was. It was very obvious. So Sometimes the obvious choice is the right choice. But it's not the fun choice. Hercules? We've had a lot of fun on this show. Remember all that, the bad decisions you guys made? <laughs> you already made I all had the fun, fun bad decisions. Let's make a good decision Ryan. to end the bracket and bring it back home to where the, it needs to the be. The Iron Giant will, will have to realize that he is a danger to humankind he because, knows that. because of his faulty wiring. And so Alita will convince him of this. Don't do it, Ryan. <laughs> do it. Do it. And he... Will self-destruct. He'll go off into the sunset, never to return. Fly into the sun. Alita Battle Angel for the win. Woo! 
<laughs> Joel. <laughs> Joel, it's, it's just a robot bracket. That's what you got to tell yourself. Do you hear that awkward silence? That's what every listener is thinking right now. <laughs> Go watch A Little Battle Angel. No, She's freaking awesome. I will never watch it now. <laughs> I will never watch that stupid Listen, movie. The only thing better than that is Central Intelligence. Honestly, <laughs> don't, okay. do that. Yeah, okay. don't do that. Now I know never to watch it. <laughs> so there you have it. Oh, I'm so pleased. Alita. Alita has won. She didn't even deserve to be on this. Bracket. I think she's being played by Alicia Vikander in the sequel. Is she? No. No. I wish. Who, she's who just did a the, robot who eyes. did voice her in that one? Rosa Salazar. And she was probably motion capture as well, probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to take it home. I'm not talking. I'm <laughs> she is. I mean, she um, is a serious threat. If, if we made any bad choices in judgment, any errors, let us know. <laughs> let us know on our Facebook page when we post the show. Joel, I'm sure you've you've agreed with everything that's happened here I hate, today. I hate everyone in this room. <laughs> even Jake? Yes, even Jake. Jake, who would you have chosen in that last one? Iron Giant. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, Ryan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, thank you so much for joining us and, and Marley as well. Please give a, a plug to yourself on Twitter and yeah, yeah. Anything you want any to other projects you have going. So yeah, just give a shout out to my kids who always listen eventually. I also want to give a shout out to my coworker who I've been trying to convert to bacon cell. Well done. Are you sure this is the show? Is it Blave? No. Oh. No, his name is Ruben. Hey, Ruben. Hey, Ruben. Yeah. Ruben. So, uh, listen to Bacon Cell. Yeah. He listens. Not this episode. This but is other it's too late. Episode. It's over. There's probably some other ones for you to check out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he listens uh, pretty regularly. So, so if you want to follow me, it's uh, N-I-R-R-E-F 2112 on Twitter. But before we go, we'd like to give some love to our patrons, the I Am Listener tier, which includes Terry Finley, a more civilized podcast, Stephen Ross, Adrian Gray, Chris Strout, Braden Winterton, Spencer Larson, Crew Dutler, Infendo Radio Steve Peacock, Colton Cook, and Jennifer Kilkowski. We'd also like to give some love to our Bacon Council, including Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Matt Smudrow, Verse Listener, and that's it, because Ryan is on my crap list. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, thank you, Ryan, thank for you, coming Ryan. in. Thank I you, Marley. I do appreciate you coming in. I do appreciate your patrons, and we appreciate all you patrons, as well as everyone who listens to the, to the Bacon Cell. We really do appreciate Definitely. you. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits like I did last week. They perform every Saturday night at the Midbell Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Candy3DD. If you want to meet, read my movie reviews, at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you want to find me on Twitter, uh, you can find me there at Jacob A. Rogers. And make sure you find Bacon Sale on Twitter and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. You can find our merchandise store, tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. And uh, we've already mentioned Patreon, but uh, you go there, patreon.com slash bacon sale, and you can get access to, I mean, so many cool benefits. Uh, and we have lists of movies to watch for Halloween or for Christmas, and we have videos and, my goodness, Facebook messages, uncut shows. You might want to uh, check that out just so you can hear the sort of things Ryan said on this show uh, <laughs> that we are not going to include. It's not that bad, but I didn't uh, really get a family friendly because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to be included. Yeah, really, that was good. And then, so Thanksgiving point, watch out for the giveaways. Yeah, we're going to have twelve tuned. days yeah. of Christmas. We are really excited for Christmas this year because we're going to be hanging out with you. Yep. So until next time, danger, bad decisions, danger. <laughs>、Hey, Married, but it's、yeah. fine. I have a pet name for her. There's going to be free hot chocolate, and uh, uh, for some people, I don't know how many of those I get. But、uh, anyway, we're excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to build it up too much. Jill's laughing at me. It's hot chocolate for some of you. I don't know. Whoever comes to me first and says, hey, 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 Jake, I need, the, I, I need my hot chocolate fix, <laughs> I'll be like, here's your coupon. Hopefully, extra、one. hot chocolate. 
<laughs> That's not good for 2019. That's not good for anybody. Snake. Jake the snake. I have very strong legs. Silence for one liner. There we go. Okay. So like Mon- Hannah Montana, he's the best of both worlds. <laughs> the worst of both worlds. Just Mr. McFeely was there. Oh. <laughs> Guys, he's he was on Mr. Rogers. That's not gross. Johnny yeah. Five is not alive. Dead. And now we're gonna go to the helpful robots <laughs> of death. Who beat him last time? Winnie the freaking poo. <laughs> Nah. C3PO is going to get a narwhal or something cool. A space narwhal. But he's got a cool new red arm in The Force Awakens. Oh, you're right. See? <laughs> Guys, the red arm is now canon. It's Baymax armor. You know what else is canon? Our here. lack of credibility. <laughs> you know, death by retractable third yeah. leg. It's a dark show. <laughs> Even Lady Hawk, creepy grandpa. Did you Barely. not see your fight in that, in that show? It wasn't fighting, Kent. Do you guys get together before and just say, let's make bad decisions the whole time? Yes. <laughs> let's save it nope. for the robot show. <laughs> We're doing a robot show right now. <laughs> this is the other robots show. I would say it was a shoe in but I don't know at this point what a shoe in is anymore. Are you guys breaking up? She's oh not head. going to date you if you keep advancing her character. Alicia, Tomb Raider for the win. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to have to speak for Joel here because he's too mad. <laughs> Thanks, Lorax. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, <laughs> still not making Grayson's game. Oh, <laughs> I did that for you. I knew that would appeal to Joel. It did. Are we friends again? No. Uh, this is what I want to know from the fact That's checkers funny. out there. Does it? Can you digest a T one thousand? I just want you guys to do your little play of sadness. <laughs> the power I have here. <laughs> this is like when I eliminated Nirvana. Beaches. Hello, don't, Kenny. Don't question him, okay? Mm-hmm. Kent is an artist. Uh-huh. He knows what he's doing. Uh, I was going to turn you down, but now I'm going to turn you up. Turn me up, <laughs> artist. <laughs>